right to call a cat a kitten. Well, you know, it's uh, what it is. So uh, it is episode 47, Taylor Trash Fly Fishing. We're back for another episode, and I'm here. Mark. Hello, good evening. And Carl's here. The name's Carl. And uh, for a little bit of extra fun, uh, Ben had a pull and tug accident, and uh, his back is out. So, Gri- uh, more of a grip and rip type situation. Right. Yeah. And uh, we, in, a, in a pinch, uh, we have transitioned from uh, having a live studio audience to uh, actually bringing in a recently retired rodeo clown, Ty. <laughs> Ty's joining us tonight. I mean, what better addition to the Taylor Park than a rodeo clown. That's right. So, uh, Does anybody else know one? I, Ty's the first rodeo first. clown I've yeah, ever met. I'm going to go first, yeah. yeah. World's first. Definitely world's yeah. first for me. Glad to be here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, we are, what, about 20 days out from the last show that we did. And uh, we've been living a hell of a life. Yeah, man. So COVID's all pretty much like if if you're outside of Florida, we feel for you. We're sorry. But, well, uh, except for Georgia, they're it's, completely it's, fine. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. ripping fucking yeah. wide open here. I mean, um, there's a lot of wink, wink, nod, nod shit going on right. about I, the rules. Yeah, I can go to any Mexican restaurant I want at this. Yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm gonna. I mean, I'm just gonna start calling it Brovid at this point. Oh, for sure, Brovid. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Kind of odd. Kind of nice. Yeah. There was a little, you know, break in traffic for a while. Yep. Social distancing is nice because you know, people. Um. But we're starting to get back into it. Back in the swing of things. And it's that that there's something fun about that too. You know what I mean? Like coming into coming into season. Coming into like living normal again. Fresh. You know, yeah, fresh and new. Knock the dust off. Knock the dust off that thing. Other than mask, there wasn't uh we got that we got mask now and that's about the only thing that's yeah. different than it was before. Yeah, but like that's that's faded. In the last week, like I, I still I'll see be the first one to there. tell you, I've, yeah. I've never um, done the mask thing. I wear a mask probably. Well, that's because of fiberglass dust, right? <laughs> Twelve hours a day, but I'm by myself, right? <laughs> Nobody sees that. You don't want to give yourself I, COVID. And then know. when I leave the shop, and it's not, I haven't had one on, right? Um, you know, the most interesting thing to have seen over the last probably two weeks is uh, all the shutdown protests. Like, you know, whether it's out in California, Huntington Beach, Newport Beach, they're like, yeah, no, the beach is back open. And like, they just fucking took the beach over. Yeah. Um, I was really, really surprised to see like Jersey Shore. Uh-huh. Yesterday? Packed. Friday? No. Oh, empty. dead empty. Really? And I'm like, what? Because it's like super hard closed. Okay. And I'm like, it's Memorial Day weekend. Are people not just completely rolling over at this point? Yeah. Dead empty. Not a soul. Wow. I think one of the f- my favorite stories is um, out of Pittsburgh. I guess uh, those little DGKs, those dirty gangster kids. Mm-hmm. Um, 
<laughs> that kept going to the skate park, even though they told them it was closed. Love it. Mm-hmm. They, um, the city manager up there made a choice to uh, dump some sand on the skate park. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it was within hours. hours. They had it cleaned up. And I guess the city hall building um, in Pittsburgh has, like, the revolving door. <laughs> and I s- noticed that much later after I saw that photo. Yeah, somebody took like, and, like, oh. piled sand <laughs> in the... Up, yeah, yeah, filled it up so that you can't use the rotating door. <laughs> and I was like, that <laughs> is not just, yep. you know, the, the resourcefulness, the resiliency of that group of individuals to open back up what they... You know, I mean, it's it's America, man. Yeah. Land of the free. They took care of business, and then they went and, and you know, it was their own little tea party. They dumped sand right yeah. there to let the uh, like city manager know. Yeah. Nah, it's like paying a ticket with pennies, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah same deal. So, uh, you know, enough of the COVID, man. I, you know, I I really think it's uh, probably going to be in hindsight one of the worst overreactions um, by our government in the history of our country. Um, but that being said, things are getting really, really back close to damn normal. Yeah. Um, and this is a level at which, you know, there's a few things that are still closed or ill-advised. Yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. I've been kind of okay the whole time, actually. You know what I mean? But the now that you can go inside of a restaurant and have something to eat. And I got to go to, you know, a shitty wing. I guess it's a bar <laughs> most of the time, but, you know, they have, like, fried, deep-fried wings that I could get them right out of the fryer and sit in the restaurant, smoky, nasty place, and, mm. and eat wings. Life's good. You know, I'm, 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 uh, I'm complete. <laughs> Die happy man, and I will. Getting tired of soggy food all the time. Yeah, yeah. Then that was yeah. That's a kicker, dude. That is so like it's wings. solid, it's solid. Wings, okay, dude. yeah. But like fried wings, you can't have fried wings if you have to take them home. If you they're have to take them home, weird. They're be yeah. Down. Well, anything that goes into one of those fucking styrofoam containers, it's just gonna be a mess. The steam oh. off of it, it just like. Ugh. I got a chimichanga yeah. the other day, and it was just like I was eating a paper towel roll covered, right. you know. Yeah. Just, it was like the donkey the show. Mm-hmm. Big mm-hmm. limp one. Mm-hmm. Big old <laughs> yeah, fucking exactly. You're like, this isn't a yeah. chimichanga. I'm at the fucking donkey show all of a sudden. Hmm. Get the, that off your uh, chin, Ty. <laughs> the, uh, he fights bulls, so. Yeah. He's just, he's Probably back the fuck down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, before we get too much deeper into this, I'm, into I, I, know fucking if, animals. I know if I was listening, I'd be like, retired bull. Rodeo clown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we got to hear it. So, how does one aspire to become a rodeo clown? And and like, what is there training that you have to complete? Is there like licensing requirements, or is it just like, yeah, I'm a crazy some bitch. Is I'm it a run with your prong? <laughs> is it a? I basically I uh, I done a little bit of bull riding with my cousins. Nothing crazy, just little stuff because they always did it. Just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like it. I didn't have any it's, control. It's like, it's like being a little pregnant. It's like, yeah, yeah that's, yeah, yeah. that's exactly where I was exactly, going, Carl. Yeah, Is that exactly. like being kind of pregnant, like yeah. little bull riding? Yeah. You're not like, sure yet. Yeah. yeah. Nah, just getting on like, you know, steers and stuff at small pins. Just yeah. pretty much getting hurt whenever I could. And uh, Calf riding. Steers, maybe. Yeah. Queers. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 
And uh, one <laughs> and time I saw no the horns, bullfighter boy. all painted up, and he was, you know, pretty much you step in. When that bull rider falls off, your job is to uh, save his ass. Right. You know, sit on the bull's head, let him throw you, <laughs> get, get their attention pretty much. And uh, I was like, man, I'm, I'm kind of quick. You know, I played football and everything. I was like, I can do that. I've been had the shit beat out of me by my brother since I was a kid. So right. I was like, this ain't no problem Ain't scared. Yeah. Exactly. You're like brain health. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. care anybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they say you're not scared as soon as you uh, step in that arena. You're right. Oh, well, God. Like, there, there's got to be some adrenaline happening there. Oh, God. I, you know, honestly, I was a nervous wreck right beforehand. As soon as they'd open the gate, I'd calm down completely. Like, I'd... I basically because yeah, I was like, you got to fucking down, focus. I'm gonna get right. my dick knocked in the dirt, pretty much. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's not as bad as was. Well and then as, as soon as you leave, you don't know to be scared anymore. Yeah, exactly. The <laughs> poker. What is it? Bowl. Oh, bowl poker, where you sit yeah. at the table with your hands so got, on it. Yeah, they got oh, like five yeah. Guys. oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, bowl yeah. just yeah. smashes. Yeah, and you gotta be the one left sitting. You get like yeah. sixty bucks at the end. They're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. here's your winnings, dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh Jesus. Have you ever like seen that? There's a table in the middle. Stuff. They're yeah. all sitting around having a hand. You either get a concussion or right. sixty dollars. Oh, have you seen um, the uh, bull soccer? Geez. Where they get those big hamster balls, like the half hamster balls that go above your waist. And these guys run in there, and the bull just, I mean, just tears their world up. Throws them halfway across the arena. It's amazing. <laughs> so what can we learn about bull sport? It's amazing, pretty and much. Like, if you want to see somebody get hurt. It, I mean, the, As a the water way, sport. The way they take off. Do you know what I mean? Oh, they're, big. They're, they're big. They're powerful. They're powerful, for sure. I think it'd be more like bronc riding, honestly. You put like a bareback rigging on them and let them out of a chute. And right. Just like a horse, because they're so right. fast. And that, you know, maybe we could... Our next million? <laughs> I mean... Our first? <laughs> <laughs> we'd be thousandaires by the end of it. <laughs> and a couple yeah. fines behind us, right, I'm sure. that's fine. <clears throat> We'll just get, like, find a friendly judge and get some kind of injunction so we yeah. can keep doing it. Right. That's all right. SeaWorld could do it. Why can't <laughs> yeah, we? That's right. Yeah. We're just doing research, Your Honor. Right. Why are you riding? Trying that? to measure the speed of this beast. <laughs> this thing's got... So, um, where is this, is this, like, are there local bull rings throughout, like, um, the state of Florida where, like, you know, is this, like, a quasi-local thing that you did or did you ever... Go like unionize. Yeah, is no. there is there like a big show that you like right. would hope to work your way up to? Yeah, I I did a lot of traveling for it. Okay, so I mean, when I was in high school, every Wednesday night I'd drive all the way to Okeechobee, and that's a two and a half hour drive right. just oh, yeah, for practice. I was going down there, and there was guys riding bulls, and I was there to fight them every time I could go. And it was a little church deal, so we'd go have our <laughs> service, and then you'd go fight bulls. But then mm-hmm. as I built up, you know, you want to get paid and be the guy that they want to call pretty much. So right. like I'd get to Dang. fight. There was big arenas in Okeechobee. Um I had a uh, fight in Polk City I'd go to monthly. I had and uh that was a good fight. I mean there's a lot of good rodeos around. Uh hard to get into. It's a lot of, you know, you got to know somebody to get to fight it or right. fight for a long time and have that reputation. So I went to Texas, Georgia, um you know, quite a few places for it. It was a it was a good time. I and fun part of my life, that's for sure. So, you know, are the do the dudes that like make it in that arena? Are they like on the P 
PBR tour. Yeah, pretty much. That's yeah, like you, the you big see, one. Uh, yeah. Like I would imagine it's almost like um, you know, there's referees that and officials that that do like high school sports, right? And if they're good at their job, because it requires you right. know sound judgment, the ability to see stuff at live action speed, and like make good you know good solid calls, they get tapped and they go to like the collegiate level. Yeah. And and you know then there's different levels within collegiate you know where you, you know go to big if, school small if you're, school if you're an yeah. SEC official yeah. you're a big deal you're yeah. a big deal you know shit. and then you know NFL officials da 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 so yeah like you know if I mean yeah, no you hit the nail on the head there like yeah, much yeah so it, it's yeah. like kind of levels that you're trying to level up and it's funny you say union kind of jokingly but there's a there's actual associations like PC, PRCA which is a real big one. That's uh, it, where you see a lot of these rodeos. Mm-hmm. And then you get up to the PBR and such, which PBR, I love a lot PBR. of those bulls, hey, man. <laughs> a lot of those bulls aren't, you know, headhunters like you see in these little arenas. Cause I mean, you see some of those, those bulls are, you know, well-kept. They, I know what, I mean, all the bulls are well-kept. These ones know their job pretty much. I mean, okay. there's some Oh, they're there. there. They're trained to, like, do what they do. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, they, they, they they're don't like, just I just got to knock this guy off yeah. and go and then, back and then get they to my leave ladies me alone. Yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. But yeah. you go to these little deals, and there's... Uh, it's somebody's you know, mean some bitch out of the they, pasture. That, exactly. They went and got this thing out of the swamp, and we called them And they cinched it up. Yeah. And, you know, they they're some of those are headhunters. I fought some that they're nasty bulls. They're coming for you. Wow. When you came off of it. That's how I like it my house more kitties. Fun. You know what I mean? Just wild ones. Coming for you. Yeah. Every chance. We'll see it like, so I grew up in East Tennessee and out of the backyard, across across the fence from my backyard, huge pasture, and um, probably about 450, 500 yards across. And I would climb the fence, cut across the field, climb another fence, and then I would make it up onto the feed floor it was a steer operation. Um, the uh, steers pretty much, you know, they got their nuts gone. They're they're not aggressive. They're you know just living their dumb life. But uh, I did get put inside a round bale feeder by of all things a fucking Holstein steer. This fucking crazy goofy Holstein steer that my neighbor Howard ended up with. He wasn't mean. He didn't like the looks of you? No, he's just fucking crazy. Like, oh, he was just weirdo, to... yeah. Yeah, he yeah, was a just a fucking time. weirdo. Yeah. And it was like before anybody would have said, you know, that some bitch has like mad cow disease. Yeah. Like it was just like he was, he was a, trying to bite you. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was fucked up, man. Like I barely made it to the round bale feeder and like dove into it and had to wait for somebody to hear me and come out and like get the damn thing corralled so I could get out. But, uh, you contrast that, my Aunt Mary, she has um, just hundreds and hundreds of acres out in Holston Valley, and they have an operation where they have a bull, and they have a bunch of heifers, and they take all of their babies and sell them to the next level, which is somebody that's going to take a steer and get them to, you know, feeder size. Oh, they're and, like a br- uh, breeder. They're like yeah, a breeder. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, type thing. And, oh, I mean, uh, they freeze it. Like, no. you get bull they're, semen, they freeze it. Their bull, Jackson, uh, big, be- I mean, beautiful fucking animal, uh, big Angus bull that they have. Mm. Um, she she actually has um, a lot of river frontage on the South Holston. And anytime that I go home and I'm going to go fish, 
I'll call up Aunt Mary and be like, hey, I'm in town. I want to go down and, you know, wade the river. And she'll be like, well, let me check and see where Jackson's <laughs> yeah. at. Let me, let me call down Jackson to Jackson and, and see and, if that's okay. And she'll be like, ring. okay, Jackson's in the, you know, the blah, blah, blah. You're okay. Or or if he's down where, yeah. you know. In Jackson's that, having in a field, nap, so She'll be free. like, you're welcome to go down there. But if you see Jackson, uh, you better be careful. <laughs> he's nasty because he's king of the castle. So he's well, like yeah, two, yeah. You know, two thousand pounds yeah. of fucking just muscle. How long do they live? I, you know, I don't know. Like a breeder, quite a long time. Healthy breeder, quite animal. a yeah. long fucking. Yeah, I think they've got the life, dude. They've yeah. got all the all the bitches they want. Yeah. They've uh-huh. got all the food they want. I mean, yep. they're they're living the life. They've, they they yeah. live quite a while. I mean, so they're seven or they're eight years, worth I'd, I'd say to, at I mean, least probably yeah. longer than that. Probably longer than that. But so, I mean, a lot of people think it's just the bulls. I've yeah. gotten hooked by more heifers than you could ever believe working cows and stuff. I mean, yeah. if you see. What I've always noticed, it was a, a Charlay with uh, no horns on her head. Uh-huh. She's going to hook you as soon as she sees you. For some reason, she'll pin you against something. Um, a, a funny story I there's saw. No, there's no more beautiful breed of cattle than a Charlay, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I agree. Uh, mini Zebus. Oh. Miniature. Oh, Zebus? <laughs> yeah. I want one. As a service what are they? animal. They're as a service animal. animal. Like a small... Take them through the airport. It's like a, a Shetland pony. Uh-huh. But a cow. But a cow. Yeah. They look like a little Brammer bull. That's <laughs> what they look like. They're cool. They have the hump behind their head. Yeah. They do junior rodeos with those. Oh, they put kids they put on them? Kids on them. Yeah. It's amazing. You know, I try to talk my boys the, one time into the sheep. Oh, I was going to I was yeah. going to say the, the fucking sheep riding. That's yeah. like and they they like find somebody's old hockey helmet yeah. and put it on oh, them. Yeah. Yeah. That was our job too. We had to catch the kids before they come off. Them things are running so fast. You never actually catch them. You're just watching kids face plant the whole time. Right. What uh, kids are on the, the kids sheep? are running. Oh, the sheep are running. Sheep. The sheep. They're, they're, oh, the said sheep. they're, they're, they're running. riding on the back of a sheep. Yeah, and it just it runs. It's called mutton busting. Yeah, yeah, mutton busting. Well, okay, <laughs> we we are gonna have to pull up some yeah. YouTube videos yeah. for Carl. Yeah, yeah, mutton no, you busting. Gotta see this. It's great. It's great. I mean, half the kids do not want to do it. They are crying <laughs> the whole time. Makes it always oh, better. Old daddy in the stand, mm-hmm. and usually full of dirt afterwards. Their whole mask is just so. So this is the question I have. Um, you know, obviously, if you're a, a cowboy, and you know, the ultimate is to get that belt buckle. Is there any any like type of uh, a, you know thing that you get as a rodeo clown like? Yeah, um, so there's two types of bullfighting, pretty much. Okay. So there's cowboy protection, which that's where you're at the rodeo, the bull falls, or the bull rider falls off, and you're saving him. Uh-huh. And that's uh, cowboy protection. And then there's freestyle bullfighting, which is kind of a newer thing. <laughs> and it's kind of like the Matadors. Holy <laughs> shit. Oh, it's awesome. Like, I showed you that Mexican bull I was yeah. fighting. Uh-huh. So that's freestyle bullfighting. And, uh, you I've just do it? You just go out there, run around, just get 90 two seconds. run around? You get 90 oh. seconds, and you're based on style, how well you keep that bull's attention. <laughs> and uh, So you can't just go out there and, like, you know, he's ignoring you, you're ignoring him, and you're like, 90 seconds, bitches, no. give me my check. Yeah, you're not uh-huh. getting any check. So, That's so the you, thing. So, like, you've got to actively fuck with this Pretty guy. Pretty much, you got to, like, you throw fakes, <laughs> guys jump them. Oh, you jump over. Jump them, yeah. doing flips over them, and uh, that's actually called bullfighters only. That's a there's a big deal. It's a BFO. bullfighters only. That's baby. what I was at up in yeah. Georgia, and uh, I mean, the world champ goes home with two, three hundred thousand dollars at the end of that. Damn. Yeah, it's a bit. It's a big deal. Okay, so before you leave tonight, <laughs> I need you to like write down the search terms. So yeah. I've got mm-hmm. some YouTubing mm-hmm. to do because oh. there's okay. got to be some YouTube oh. action. 
Bullfighters fighters only, man. That's, okay, that's awesome. Just start practicing in the street. I'll hit you with the tundra. Yeah, we yeah, could just see a car, a uh, golf cart. Oh, we put uh, wheelbarrows, uh, one yeah. of those roping dummies on the front of it, and we just put it on a or like you know on a tire or something, and you just knock the piss out of each other with it, and that's usually pretty good practice. So you got to get out of the way. Basically, you can you can keep away from a bull if you keep them in your pocket. You can run all the way around a bull. And he'll never hook you as long as he's right here because they can't turn sharp enough. Keep them in your pocket. <laughs> keep them yeah, in your pocket. Keep that one right there in your pocket. <laughs> There's two words that come uh-huh. to mind when I hear that. Levi and Garrett. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's insanity. Yeah, just keep them in just your pocket. pocket. Three, three <laughs> words. Hell what are you, what yeah, are you up to this weekend? Just keeping a bull in I my pocket. I mean, obviously, yeah. I was never that good because I'm, I'm not still doing it. But yeah. there are a lot of guys who so, okay, are amazing so, when it so, comes down to it. You know, as we introduce you, mm-hmm. retired. Mm-hmm. Uh, early <laughs> retirement. So so um, how many times have you gotten, like, really fucking tossed? My worst was definitely in Georgia, and I actually didn't get tossed. I just He stepped on me right and um, fractured the top of my foot and put me out for a while. But, uh, I mean, I've been thrown, stepped on. <laughs> Most of the things you can think of, I've probably had it done to me. Mm. Um, I my first one was probably, I was down in Okeechobee, and uh, they actually had a bull they called Juan Carlos. Juan Carlos. <laughs> he was a mini bull. So he, he looked oh. like, <laughs> like you see these dachshunds and stuff and them short little legs. He had short little legs on him, meaner than hell, though. Like uh, he was just like a chihuahua. Rank dude. Yeah. Well, he, had, he had small guy syndrome. <laughs> yeah, but you could jump him. So that was the fun part about him. You'd get him running all the way across that arena, he'd go fast, and you can jump him as you just jump straight in the air. This is my first one. I didn't know no better, so I take off running and he catches my heel and I land square on my head behind him and there's a perfect video of it which is amazing (laughs) so the the thing to me about all of this is just there's there's no way I could even begin to imagine the the idea of getting out there with that that animal does it seem like just danger for danger's sake here, yeah, that's what. I, yeah, yeah. Here's, essentially. Yeah. Here's the crazy part, Larry. You were in law enforcement. I was in the army. I ran towards bullets and mortars and RPG. I wouldn't. No, I'm not gonna. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> never. You, they never presented you with a bull, my friend. No. Well, <laughs> you know, like, I, you all can't you had to do is strap yeah, the guns yeah, to the yeah, bull yeah, and then. Yeah. Like I, I just don't like you can't predict what the bull. I no. mean, I, probably you can. I mean, a rodeo clown would know this more than I would, but I don't like. That's a fucking wild card. I don't want to deal with. No, it's it's not. I'm you know even going back to the skating days. You know, you come up to a set of stairs and you're like, all right, I can hit this rail. Got it. Oh, I could rack them. Uh-huh. Do it. Mm-hmm. Things happen. So the predictability. I would have to say the the scariest <laughs> the scariest proposition to me is I I'm not a fast guy, but I think with a, a two thousand pound fucking snot slinging bull. Oh, you get fast damn quick. Yeah, mm-hmm. I. But I've seen enough, like on the interwebs. And this would be the thing, like, uh, you know, you see somebody get thrown by a bull, like hooked and slung. Mm. It looks fucking terrible, but like immediately comes to mind is NASCAR. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're bleeding off all kinds of energy. 
you know, the tumbling, the fucking falling yeah. like that, no big deal. I mean, yep. I'm sure it fucking sucks, but no big deal in general, right? And you wear a vest. And, and, okay, so you're wearing a vest. Well, adrenaline. The vest is the, more for anything, for the horn to actually just slip off of you. So right. It was like a plexi um, plastic that was real, like, slick uh-huh. with a little bit of padding in it. Well, so, Teflon. Yeah, pretty mm. much. I Like, the... Uh, the bull riders would have a vest for getting stepped on, so okay. it, would, it would save their ribs from getting you know broken and everything. Ours were meant because we're getting hit at a lot higher speed most of the time. Uh huh. They want that horn to hit and not and glance off do damage. Right. And 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 all that all that makes sense to me. The the couple of different times I've seen that I'm just like, oh my god, like you you like cringe, is when the bull catches somebody. Like my fat ass that thinks they just got away, and it's like you've got one hand on the top rail mm-hmm. and both feet off the ground, and your other hands in the air, and then that motherfucker just pile drives you into the fence. Mm-hmm. I, I had like, a case just like oh, that. That scenario is why I would never. Nine do times out of ten, it's the running of the bulls, though. Do you know? What I'm, you, you ever see? You, oh you, yeah. You ever watch that? Oh yeah. Because it's just. Everybody from town, mm-hmm. so there's they don't know like how to yeah. judge how fast a bull is, and they they could be sixty years old or <laughs> Listen, you know I, I, they just whatever. Luke, I saw Luke Perry in eight seconds. <laughs> Great Come movie. On, now you, you say getting hit on the fence like that. Uh-huh. I had a case just like that. I was actually I was doing cowboy protection down in Okeechobee, <laughs> and uh, this boy falls off, and he's only rode a few bulls. So, and that's not really a good thing because they don't, I mean, you would think getting up is the first thing you think of. It's not. For some reason, those kids will lay on the ground because they get their breath knocked out of them or something. So I grab his vest and I throw him up on the fence. Well, my buddy had that bull turned back around because there's about three bullfighters in an arena at most, sometimes two. My buddy turns the bull around. Well, he turns back and comes back towards me. And I jumped for the railing after I got the kid up there because he was my main concern. I wanted him out. As soon as I got my hands up above my my head, that joker felt like a Louisville slugger, and he missed my vest, so he hit just straight in my ribs. I think I had three or four bruised ribs after that. It was it was a rough one. I felt sick for about a week. And here's like here's yeah. the crazy part: they tell you to play dead for a bear, but but that's because <laughs> it doesn't I, work for a bull. They just right? yeah like, yeah. I don't I don't know. I just can't wrap my head. I, around I tell you it. what though, they won't attack any. I, I say this, I mean, we've been all been hooked, but they won't uh, hook something that's below their eye level. They're not intimidated by it. So when I went to the school for this, for freestyle bullfighting, and uh, we'd fight. Wait a so, second. So yeah. why Wait don't they use dwarfs? You went to yeah. school. <laughs> yeah. So there's like. It's a, yeah, it was like a training camp. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. and they recruit bullfighters for BFO through this school. And uh, we would go and we'd fight female Mexican fighting bulls because they're smaller in stature. Still really mean, but when they run you over, it don't hurt hardly at all. I mean, they you can sit there and just Spanish. get hooked by them. A little bit. Just a tad. Yeah. But, and we played, it was called the centipede game. So you walk in a line, you get two lines on either side of the arena, and you've got to walk. Like, you're right behind the person in front of you on all fours. Like and they let a bull out, or a you know, heifer. And when that bull comes near you, you've got to drop. And if you don't drop soon enough, they hook the piss out of you. And you got to see who oh. can get to the other side of the arena so, first. Right. So why wouldn't they use little people? Lower. Know, they're still intimidated. <laughs> Lower. I'm intimidated by them. I don't they're know. Lower. Right. Yeah. You're intimidated by little people? A little bit, man. Yeah. I could see that. 
I just can't. This is a lot to think about. This is a lot to think about. Well, you know, this is, and we've talked about this on a previous podcast. Mark, I think you actually ended up going. I, I wanted to go to Silver Spurs this past year, and I didn't make it. Like, yeah. this this makes me want to go to the rodeo again. Um, my buddy should be fighting in that. Uh, my buddy Ryland McKetrick. So, so what we need to do is stay in contact with Ty oh, and yeah. have him take us to the rodeo. VIP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay, so we never did get to... Are, are there buckles involved in, in oh, your... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You so, get the trophy at the cause end. Because I'll, I'll be honest with you. Um, shit, I can't remember. I was watching a show on, on Netflix. Fucking story of my COVID life. And uh, <laughs> somehow, some way, I, I realized that there's... Which, I guess I'm dumb for not realizing this without watching some fucking stupid show. There's like Mexican rodeos oh yeah and when i saw it i was like dude i'm going to go on ebay and i guarantee is is yeah sure as i'm sitting here i'm going to be able to go on ebay and find like a fucking full-on mexican rodeo belt buckle oh all all day and i did and i was like i never pulled the trigger on it but like you know a a lot of bullfighters there's some really cool fucking belt buckles oh, out yeah. there. Oh, yeah. A bullfighter would usually get one if uh, pretty much, like, they have a season for it. You okay. Know, or not a, a season, but, like, they'll have a rodeo circuit, and that will play its course. So they have, you know, 20, 30 rodeos in that, like, a monthly time. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you fight it the whole time, a lot of the times you were the bullfighter for it, so they'll give you a buckle at the end, you know, like, I thanks. That's cool. And then, uh, like... They gave like a wrestling belt at the BFO ones, like a big one that's uh-huh. a world champion bullfighter. You know, yeah. that was a really big deal. It was cool. And uh, get that I mean, strap. Yeah, boy. exactly. Yeah. Get that strap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's exciting. I mean, and you talk about the Mexican radios, dude. Those things get rank. They they. I mean, because they were like they do. Some I mean, talking in about a, cowboys, that they're like. They got a lot of ranching and shit down Caballero. there. Caballero. And they don't oh, yeah, give a damn. Yeah. They don't give a damn about yeah. much. I mean, they're doing... They'll rope you when you're still on the bull. I've seen I've seen videos of it and stuff. Like, they're roping that bull. They're so excited to rope it and stuff. And then they're doing bull riding in an arena that's a si- a smaller than this house. I mean, yeah, they'll I'm let that bull like, out. And it's when close you quarters. get off, you better start scrambling because they're just going to let you get hooked. Because it's it was cool. they actually, it's <laughs> just a cockfighting ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a dual purpose. Yeah, yeah. Just a different night. That's the next, they the next heat. Yeah, that's, the next like, heat. that's Wednesday night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm talking Valencia. You know what I'm saying? Little. Well, they got the rooster fighting the bull sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like, or There's yeah. this one other one is a donkey. And we're, it's whatever. It's, it's a fucking it's long crazy. story. Because it's the holiday weekend, Memorial Day weekend, did mm-hmm. you know Chris Kyle was a rodeo guy? Mm-hmm. No, I didn't realize that. Yeah. He was a bronc rider. Yep. Oh, that's different. Bucking Broncos, it, baby. He, uh, his rodeo career was ended when his arm got stepped on and broke, and he went on to become a, a sniper. Really? <laughs> a true badass. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Hey. Yeah. Ryan Bingham. Yes. Was a rodeo was cowboy. Was a rodeo cowboy. Yep. So Broncos, I mean, I'm sure now you do it anywhere, but Broncos are out west probably. For most part, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's some like a lot of uh, ranch rodeos will have a uh, sat or 
believe they call it saddle bronc. I mean, and you're actually in your saddle. Uh, you're in your saddle that you work cows on. Yeah. And that's what you see. The uh, ranch bronc riding is usually what's called in. So, but Florida had cows. So <laughs> they, the most part, yeah. Yeah. Dude, I mean, cows, the first cowboys yeah. ever were. I mean, in America, crackers. we're here. Yeah, yeah Florida, Florida crackers. crackers. Oh, you, no, you can't say that. It's oh gosh. Word. I didn't say crack. Uh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> didn't use the A. All right, so I think we've established at one final point of order here. I have continuously called you a rodeo clown, and you have always—you've always said bullfighter. Yeah, yeah. Is is that like professional pride, or am I am I am I being am I being? Um, Archaic. Well, I was going like, to say because growing up as a kid, yeah, it was they a were rodeo they clown. Were, they were clowns. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So as dressed as, as, clowns. as clowns. Yeah. Like they they would have the barrel with yeah. the yeah, yeah. Suspenders, suspenders and, and yeah. So basically, like and I, I don't mean it when, to like. Oh no, I'm not, not trying to denigrate. It's just right. like I'm saying, has I'm, it evolved and it's now called yeah. yeah. Pretty much yeah. I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head again. It was back in the day, a rodeo clown. He had to entertain. And fight bulls. So, I mean, when you go to rodeo, they're telling oh, jokes. Okay. They're yeah. doing everything. Yeah. Well, now they've kind of, I mean, you don't see many rodeo clowns that are bullfighters as well. And I, can, I guess bullfighters just kind of got more serious about it, and that's really your main job. Okay. And then you'll have, you'll see a barrel man when there are some that are actually still barrel man. Cause those barrel <laughs> man. That's the, what <laughs> that, I'm thinking. What With the suspenders clown. and the barrel. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've always called them barrel man or yeah. rodeo clowns. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, a good barrel man will actually save the bullfighters. I mean, that's our only savior there because that barrel can come in and the bull bull's attention will go to it instead of you. So in like freestyle bullfighting, that's so it's a level man. of protection. They're yeah. like the, the first one for the bull rider is, is you the, is the bullfighter, right? If the bullfighter gets in that deep of trouble, you've got that barrel man who can come in. I mean, a lot of the time... And if the barrel man there. gets in trouble, he just ducks into the barrel, exactly. right? Exactly. He's got a barrel with padding in it. So. And he gets fucking punted. Yeah. I was going to say, sorry for your loss there, rancher. Mm-hmm. I got a nice forty-five seventy. Everybody in the stands is getting burgers tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those Free steak are knife. Too. Free yeah. steak Those knife. things are made of metal inside, and then they've got padding around them. Damn. And when you, got, when you get hit, it feels like you're in a car crash. <laughs> it's cool. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. That's the best comment so far. That's cool. That's cool. So, so you know, whether you're the strapping young man on the back of the the bull, or the bullfighter, or the the barrel man, I'm sure you earn your way up, right? Uh, pretty much. You, yeah. you you come in ground floor, and, and you know the more bulls you ride and are successful with, the further you go, the bigger rodeos you get invited to, because it, it it becomes an invitational thing, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I, that was your best thing. Like, I'm a bull a bullfighter is usually like judged by how many rodeos he's got that year. Okay. And oh, and, okay. The, and it's got to be the stock contractor or the person putting the rodeo on that wants you there. So if you're you're a shitty bullfighter, they're not going to call you. Right. You're going to sit at oh, home damn. and you know cry about it because that's about it. That's all you can do if you're you know that bull rider's coming off and you're being hesitant because you can't hesitate. I mean yeah. that dude's getting hooked and because and it's your fault pretty much. So this is gonna be my last question and then we'll segue to something else. Perfect. Who? helps you or is it solely up to you to come up with your makeup 
makeup was the hardest thing to figure out for me. <laughs> and I, for the long, longest, I've done like five different ones because I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, right. And I, I think I wind up with just like kind of crosses under my eyes, like long ones and then a diamond on my chin because my last name's Diamond. And I, I mean, I've done everything. My favorite, though, was we'd go and look at the old school bullfighters, like the dudes that were doing it. And like they wore jean shorts, spandex underneath that. <laughs> And uh, baggies, which are like, up blue jeans. Like, oh, it was awesome. Tube socks. Yeah, exactly. With stripes. Tube socks with stripes, spandex under that. And those dudes were rank. I mean, they didn't care about anything. They're breaking legs and still fighting bulls and stuff. Like, they're in the arena, breaking arms. And, uh, I mean, I, I went and did the whole old school face paint, and that was the coolest one by far. I mean, it looks like a clown, but it, right. it, was, it was neat. It was really neat. So, I'm going to use... Um, this is a segue, you know, we've established that, you know, what Ty has done and that rodeo world, people have to earn their way. And, uh, during the last couple of weeks being on social media, um, I got a question for everybody who in the fly fishing slash outdoors like social media space realm realm who picks who becomes the stars like the the popular accounts and mm. and why because, lately i think like cuz we we've, we've talked a little bit about it in the past yeah. like you know there's certain people you're like oh my gosh that girl's so cute you yeah. know and then you figure out shit she doesn't even really fly fish she's like yeah. a model she just had a fire uh, at one time. Yeah, she, really yeah. And so, you know, there's there's no criteria. There's no, like, you, you don't earn your way into being that, you know, and I, I hate to use the word, you know, who who's the star or whatever. So, but, but, the, but, but to a There's to a so many plays algorithms, right? So okay. there was um, forever, and I think they're barely just kind of gone now uh there was an instagram account from a company called hurricane boat anchors and it was just really random generic fishing stuff and big you know big marlin and and redfish and this and that and the other and bass and whatever it was couldn't have never been the same people that took the photos they're from all over the world it was just shit that they like farmed up and put on but they played the algorithm really well. And it was, if I went on Instagram and went like popular, one out of four photos was from that. It's like 25%. I mean, it was nuts. It was like out of, absolutely out of control. So I feel like who picks that stuff, like who gets out there the most is pure algorithm playing. Okay. It's like got to be. YouTube, pretty much. I just, like it's, I think it's, 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 it's technical. Yeah, I think it's a right technical thing. Okay. And, yeah. I, and I would agree with that. It's yeah. like, you know, who, who has a team? It's not like content. Who it's has not, a team behind yeah. them that understands, you know, what time to post, how often to post, right. what the balance of store, like, you know, right. hashtag this, hashtag right. the other. So let's talk. You know that Mark is like got 15,000 followers. Right. Mark's always got, you know, like the coolest new gear. Right. Da 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 da. And he's popping. Yeah. You know. And we run into him <laughs> in person 
at one of these fly fishing mm-hmm. circle jerk you see shows. Titty sagging. <laughs> And you're, you're like, like, wait what? a second, this guy's you know? not girls walking out. Right. Yeah. This guy's yeah. not like a lot of fun in person. He's actually kind of, kind of a heel, right? And see, I, that's where I think it's content driven. I push and push and push and push and push your name. Eventually, you've heard it. You've heard it. You've heard it. You've heard it. Now it becomes, oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah I've heard oh, of that yeah, guy. Sure, yeah, right. I get it. Yeah. So I. At this point, I think it's all content-driven. It's not word of mouth, you know. Which gets me back to the original question. Who determines who that person, who gets picked? Who gets, you know, because we've had off-mic conversations about how... All of a sudden... Everybody's seeing the same person. Uh, Everybody yeah. loves the same person. Everybody's, and, yeah, all and, over. And it's like the same person, the same three brands always, that person shows up in that same three brands, right. you know, stories or posts. And it's like, but then you meet that person and they're in like, real life and you're like, ah. They're like, I just fish or whatever. So, so I guess what, you know, it's like. I, you know. I'm going out on a limb here. Okay. So content, uh-huh. number one, age. Okay. They don't want a Larry. They don't want a Carl. They don't want a Mark. They want a tie. So they're, they're looking for young blood. Young. Yeah. No, not this tie. Ben's dog. <laughs> yeah. You know. Even younger. But but see, that doesn't make sense to me because, Can, because you've got this unknown quantity in tie and you're saying to me that they don't want Carl but they do want flip okay we'll we'll, we'll use that as an example okay and our age know people like happen. flip right. flips yeah flips a thousand years older than all of but, us right I mean he's from a different well, planet right from Miami yeah <laughs> they don't even have that city anymore. You know, that's what they call it in Texas. They don't call it Miami. They call it Miami. Miami. When I heard yeah. him say it, I was like, is he talking about You have to strength <laughs> the, the only proper way to say Flip's hometown, you have to strain. It's yeah, like you're running out of Miami, air like Miami. Miami. But it's age. Just when outside we're flipping of flipping through Drake. Miami. We don't want to see grizzly old Larry. We want to see that young dude with, who knows if he can really cast. Right. But he fucking looks great on the river with his arm back. And that's, I don't, it's all an image thing. So okay. Maybe. So you look at. But somebody picks that person, right? Yeah. Because. Well, I think, I think collectively, I think it's that person's picked by but interest. Wh- well, but Mark says that they create the interest. Yeah. yeah. That, you know, if you get five different brands or five different... So if we saw through somebody's, like, dramatic episodes constantly of, uh, like, like going to cool places to fish or, you know, uh-huh. this or that or, you know, whatever it is, and we were like, this is fucking phony. Right. And that it was really transparent... I don't think that part of the like math problem or the algorithm would be 
satiated. It wouldn't, you know what I mean? Like they wouldn't become cool because people aren't looking and liking. See, it might be in front of you, but no, you're no, like no. this, I, this I disagree. person's a piece of shit. I disagree. Yeah. And I'm going to I'm going to switch it on you a little bit. So the, it, I, I'm going to I'm going to ask you of? I'm going to ask you yeah. to remove fly fishing and mm-hmm. re- replace fly fishing with skateboarding. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to say one word, core. Core skaters yeah. can sniff out the skater that's been picked by corporate right that is pushing the narrative mm-hmm. that has the algorithm down pat that right. that they are getting thousands and thousands and thousands of views they've got tens of thousands of followers right. but that's the kids that are wearing the thrasher shirt right don't re- they skate casually yeah so i guess what i'm getting at is i feel like a lot of the people that we talk to through our podcast are what i would call core fly fishers mm-hmm. they they really are into fly fishing it's, right it's their lifestyle it's not their image right it's their lifestyle right but I look at younger people that are getting into the sport or lifestyle, whatever the fuck fly fishing is. It's a hobby. It's a hobby. It's a hobby. <laughs> and they, they an look activity. they look at and they try to emulate the popular accounts. Right. And I I wonder if they realize that these popular accounts are who they're being fed. Right. Because the the old grizzled guy, the guy that's been around it for a while, looks and says, Oh, another. Enough already. Yeah. Yeah. Like, another fancy. Here, and I just kind of fact-checked this, and a lot of people may not know, but we all know who Oliver White is. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Christian Petoris, yeah. uh, all those guys. Oliver White, 34,000 followers. Okay. Bob Clouser, 1,400. Yeah, that's insanity. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Age. Okay, so so look at Oliver White's most recent post. What is it? Him, his child, and a chicken. Okay. Well, how many? Home, how, so how, how many? How many likes? <laughs> 4,400. 4,400, and, and he has? 34,000. So. So there's a very small. How many comments? 30. So the level That's, of engagement, like the level of real. Right. And now I'm not going to no. go any further deeper into that. Out of the number of people, that the 30 people that commented, mm-hmm. I would ask you, are those 30 individuals that commented and out of the 30 comments, are any of them, Oliver interacting with any of those people? Right. Right. But Is yeah, it 15 like and 15? Thanks for the, thanks yeah. For the hey, comment. appreciate, but, yeah. you know, you know, that's, that's where I was getting back to where it's content driven. Mm-hmm. You have Bob, a legend of the game. Right. With 
1,400 followers. Right. Oliver White, new guy. Newer. Newer. I mean, he's a quarter of the guy's age, so, yeah. yeah. Now, I will will give props to Oliver White because he's never shied away from the fact that Oh no no no, he, I'm not no, 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 yeah. I know you're not talking bad, but I, I, I want to say it out loud because there's a lot of our haters mm-hmm. that are like, oh, all you guys do is hate on people. No, like people like Oliver White, yeah. Oliver White's pretty genuine to me. Mm-hmm. I also think he's one of the players that has been picked. Um, but he was fortunate when he was working, he guided someone that said, what are your goals? What are your ambitions? Mm-hmm. And then they said, Come to New York City. You've got an education. Right. Let me teach you. Yep. And then, like, taught him. And, and he was smart. He took advantage yeah. of an opportunity, mm-hmm. and he has maximized it. Well, and, and it was – so he maximized it, but he also maximized it to where he didn't leave guiding. I think the idea was to – he was guiding. Somebody's like, yo, we can make this, bit, you know, uh-huh. badass. Right. You're a smart guy. And he made his – fly fishing situation well, and, and, and career way better. But Absolutely. he didn't just leave and say, right. fuck it, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be like and, rich now. Right. You know. And that's like I he said, came I'm not back and hating on the yeah. guy at all. But he can use his content to build his fan base. You because you see his face, whether it's you know with his lodge in the Bahamas uh-huh. or Howler Brothers or, or Yeti. Yeti. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rod's reels, whatever he uses, that's his face. Now, the interesting thing is I could not tell you what Rod brand or real brand he's, like, associated with, but he's 100% Howler. Mm -hmm. He's 100% Yeti. Yeah. Um, And and it's painfully obvious that it's branded content Mm -hmm. at their behest. And And, And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, what I'm getting at is a lot of what I see lately is, you know, the younger, God, I fucking feel like I'm getting old. (laughs) I get off my yard. Um, you know, and I'm saying it because I'm, I'm saying it like trying to say, Hey, I'm looking in the rearview mirror and I'm saying, don't make, you know, like listen to my life's experience and like try to help yourself through through my, I hate to use the word wisdom, but my years of experience, mm-hmm. you know, stop hashtagging companies thinking that by hashtagging these companies, you're going to get They're noticed and you're going to no. be the next Oliver White no. or the next whomever. The fact is these decisions are made so far away from the realities of the river, the, yep. the the front of the skiff, the back of the skiff, or otherwise, just go out and fucking enjoy yourself. And I, I don't need to see a fly rod well, in your fucking hand or on your shoulder when you take a picture. Mm-hmm. Show me the fish. Show me the fucking bird that you saw. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, be authentic because here's the thing. Oliver White was being authentic with a client who saw more in right, him. Right, when it popped, when it just jumped off. And then yeah. that's what happened. It wasn't because Oliver White hashtagged this shit out of a bunch of stuff, and they're like, Oliver White's the guy for us. But, it's be a genuine human being. Mm-hmm. And, and and it's it's missing. 
but t- times have changed. You know, Carl and I are, are, are the same age, grew up skating, and you wanted to be sponsored. Right. So you would have three VCRs <laughs> to edit right. your sponsor mm-hmm. video. Right. And you would send it in. Mm-hmm. Instagram is your sponsor video. I agree. Yeah. I do agree. However, your perception of what the sponsor me Instagram should look like Mm -hmm. and what I believe reality is, and this is just me, this is what my belief is, this is my reality, it's not based on how many hashtags you can put on a post, it's what you post and why you post it. I don't care that you're doing it. I want to feel that I know why you're doing it. I want to feel like I'm part of it. And the fucking grip and grin, the tea kettle, whatever, you know, whatever cheesy pose that you're doing doesn't do that. Like, you know, year two, three, four, five years ago, whatever it is now, you know, time blurs to me at my age. Um, when, when, when we were, when we were, when we're, when we're still, when we were still doing this, um, as you know, fly fishing after dark, I got like laughed at, laughed at at the table because Jess McLaughlin, who is a photographer in the outdoor space, does a lot of fly fishing Mm -hmm. photography. She had posted on Instagram and I made the comment at the table here that I really loved her work, number mm-hmm. one. Number two, I loved her account. And I demonstrated what I loved, like how she like really makes you feel like she's taking you along because she posted a picture. Of a busted toe. Of a busted toe. <laughs> and they're like, what? And yeah. I was like, dude, it's so fucking real. It's I like, think what? I sat yeah. in on that. It's, That's before this It's one, what but, happened yeah. to her. It made me feel like I was part of her trip. Yeah. Like, it's down to the nth detail. And let's be honest. You know, there's more... There's more busted toes than there are, like, glory shots. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, absolutely. <laughs> sickening well, at, at some point. Nowadays, yeah. They're... You go on there, and I'm, I'll say I'm guilty of it myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, you go through. If I've got you know all these people that I know that fly fish, mm-hmm. every one of those fish are going to look exactly the way, uh, exactly the same, or it's going to be the same yeah. picture, yeah, over and, uh, over, and over, over and over and over and over, over again. And I, like I said, I'm guilty. I don't, I don't post a lot of stuff on Instagram. I'm kind of bad about it. I'm not one. No, of those that's generations. that's not good or bad. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I just don't. I, I don't think about it. I'd rather. Yeah. I'll sit out there and I'll catch micro tarpon all day, and I've taken two pictures. Maybe I've caught right. six fish. I I don't. I'd rather have that experience of catching the fish, and at the same time, I'm like, oh, I should have took a picture of that. But these kids are getting more wrapped up. How old are you? I'm 20 years old. Okay. Yeah. So, I got a couple of years on you. Um, you're at a time in your life where you are supposed to be in the moment. You are supposed to be enjoying not just the tarpon that just got slime all over your hands, but the next four that you're thinking about getting before the mosquitoes and the no get too thick, right? Where I'm at a point in my life where I'm doing okay. Um, if I want or need something, generally I can fill that want or need. Um, and I also am in a point where 
if I have the opportunity and I take a shine to some, you know, person that is, you know, I perceive can benefit from a mistake I've made that I can say, hey, you know, do this a little bit different or do something else a little bit different. And here's why. Mm -hmm. This is what happened to me. Um, Then I want to be able to do that. Um, but it's, it's the difference in age. Like a lot of my Instagram, um, and, and this is letting the fucking cat out of the bag. Um, probably in the last month, maybe at the most, again, times a blur, maybe a month and a half. I have posted photos on my story of my feet. Oh. oh yeah, yeah, and it's total, it totally got on. Too. And, and and but but the you know the the nexus for it is like lost on most people. The few people that understand it get it, and I'm going to go ahead and explain what it's all about because I do get DMs that are like, like "The well, fuck you're are you doing?" Stuff. Yeah, like yeah. I, I'm not sure was, yeah. if I'm supposed to take a picture of my feet or if it's of shoes. And I'm like, no, it's neither. However, where you're standing at any given moment on this earth at any given time tells what you're doing. So I had routinely been getting a particular Canadian that's a good friend of mine would say, dude, are, do, are you even working? Like, you know, I'm like, what do you mean am I even working? Well, dude, I like everything on your Instagram is, you know, I'm like, I don't take pictures at work. Dude, I gotta Insta- take pictures when I go yeah, fishing. Insta- do what, like, do, do you think I'm constipated too? Because I haven't shown you <laughs> my last poop, you know? Yeah. Like, so, <laughs> so one day I was on a job site, and you know, I don't do anything spectacular in my in my day job, but it, it pays the bills, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to send the old subtle message, hey, bro, I'm at work. So I took a picture, you know, on a dusty, shitty job site. It was probably muddy or whatever. And it just, like, caught on. Like, you know, every day that I'm working, I'll, like, shoot a picture of, like, where my boots are, you know, or what I'm doing. And it's caught on where all of my friends and people that I interact with on a routine basis now post stories Ben Sittig has been posting stories, you know, whether he's in his, you know, wading boots on a river. Today he posted a picture on the snow. back porch snow, and I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, one person even did an actual post. It was a two-panel post, and it was like they were the ones that, you know, their caption was, I'm not sure if it's supposed to be the shoes or the feet, so I did both. And then tag me in it. And I messaged him. I said, it really doesn't need to be either. It's just like, show me what you're up to. Take mm-hmm. me barefoot on a beach. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and and that's kind of the idiosyncratic thing that I've done. And, you know, it's, it's just, it, it connects with people, um, you know, with my friends. And it's just a way for us in a very subtle way to say, yeah, I had to work today. Or mm-hmm. that's why you never see me because I don't do shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your feet are always up on a couch we'll or something. Well, that's the it's the 
almost more average or realistic version of a stub toe or a flat tire. Yeah. Or, you know, it's like, it's not trophy fish every day. Right. And, and even if you do get a trophy fish that day, you probably stub your toe getting there or blew a tire getting there. It's like and those videos so, are yeah. carrying that boat through the woods. And and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and if you've listened to our podcast, which you do for any length of time, I will make fun of in a fucking heartbeat <laughs> double-digit days. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, we got a slam. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, that's great and all. Yeah. But you know what? You're really not impressing me at all because I don't count numbers. The number of species within a particular day. While it was cool, if that's what happened, if that's what really happened for somebody, that's great, man. I'm glad you had a good day out there. But I would rather see, like, you having a good time, not you bragging about it, I guess. Oh, yeah. We always say, like, our joke was, you know, if you saw somebody take a picture of the sunset... You know what kind of day you had, you know? And then mm-hmm. I started thinking about it. I started doing that even if I did catch fish. I'd rather well, post that mm-hmm, picture mm-hmm. of the sunset rather than the, okay, the, so, the fish. Okay, so a little hypocrisy on my part. I'll shit on people for hashtags, but I'm shitting on people that are doing, like, the hashtags that they think is going to attract oh, yeah. followers and sponsors and blah, blah, blah. I started hashtagging skunk set. Mm-hmm. When I took a picture sunset. of yeah, a yeah, sunset. sunset. Because, you know, but there's no shame in that. Oh, I mean, no. I'm, it, it's actually like, you know, if I post a skunk set photo on Wednesday, I know that 90% of everybody else could have also posted the same sunset. But they didn't. But they would have had to have done it out their office window right. from their cubicle. And it's like a little way of saying, hey, you know. It was beautiful out here today. Yeah, Yeah, I was out, you know. You know, I would say, well, damn, I may never get pulled around again, but uh, I would say 75% of the time I'm looking at what's going on around me Uh in the bushes to grow than I am for the fish. We've uh, we've we have a rich history on uh, around this table of fish are a bonus. You know, I, I primarily I love to be out where everything that's going on around me does not remind me of the built environment that I work in. Mm-hmm. If it also includes getting a shot at a fish or feeding a fish yep. I, I i actually give two fucks less about catching a fish mm-hmm. it's it's the eat that's the fucking moment for me right i put the fly in the water in a manner that doesn't make the fish head for the next county i'm able to strip it however it needs to be stripped or not stripped to get the fish to pay attention to it mm-hmm. and then i entice it to eat and even if there's a huge gill flare and I know that he ate it and I still miss the hook set, I'm still stoked that I fed the yep. fucking thing, right? Like the whole fight and everything, eh, sometimes it's, you know, it's cool, whatever. 
like I, I'd be lying if I didn't say I don't love a bonefish running. But like yeah. a redfish is just like, all right, let me strip this guy in here and get him on his way because goddamn, there's another tail and fish. Because I want to feed that next fish. Yep. It's about feeding that next fish, not fighting the fish. Yeah, you know, like you said, it's about those moments. You know, one of my most memorable mo- memorable moments was when Ben was in town. Mm-hmm. You were on the bow. I was on the platform, and that fly went over that limb. Yeah, and. I couldn't tell you what we did the rest of the day, well, besides the flamingo. Fernando. But the rest of the day is a blank. Yeah. But I remember that fly just going over that mangrove limb, kind of dangling. Here comes the fish. And Yeah, the fucking fish <laughs> left the water to try to eat a fly out of the air. Like, I mean, it was like insanity. Yeah. So, yeah, I, like I said, it's those memorable moments, fish, no fish. So, you know, I, I guess I brought up the, you know, who's the winners, who's the losers, who picks them in fly fishing as a long fucking way to say, just get out and enjoy what you're doing. And if you're enjoying what you're doing and mm-hmm. you're sharing the joy that it brings you, you're Not- gonna, people are going to notice because everybody – you know, I'm friends with Carl, I'm friends with Mark, I'm friends with Ben because I enjoy what they do and who they are. It's not because they have a discount code for, you know, a particular brand or they're sponsored by whomever. It's because they're fun to be around. So try to try to share that joy that you have. And and that's the secret to a whole lot more happiness than trolling for being sponsored. On, being sponsored doesn't me. mean shit. Quality over quantity. Absolutely. However, you do need to make sure that you're posting a minimum of about... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you're wanting to grow your account. For about 12 a day. Got it. Double digits. So, to to the... To the fun factor. Mm-hmm. That's why I think the Flybrary Project has done as well as it has done. I mean, the idea that people are anonymously, like, leaving flies for each other. Like, you know, every everybody's getting into it. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. ha- within arm's reach of me right now, I have more flies in, in three boxes laying right here than I will ever use yep. over the next year. Like, to have the ability to pin a few of those on the gas pump at the meth lab on a routine basis, knowing that somebody, hopefully they're not throwing them in the trash, but there's, you know, some assholes that do that. But for the most part, somebody that fly fishes is grabbing a fly off there and going and fishing it. Mm-hmm. That That's pretty fucking fun and cool, you know? It's like you're sharing, you know, it's... It's a, it's a cool deal. Mm-hmm. It is. And I, I've gotten to that point as a fly tire, you know, you have boxes full. But I don't want to stop tying. Right. Dude, so that, what, what's the minnow pattern that you did the other night? The Whitlock's Waking Minnow. Oh, phenomenal looking fly. Um, and that was the thing. It's like, well, I want to tie, but right. I, don't, I don't need anything. Hey, let's make a guessing game out of this. Right. And, Here and you go, Instagram world. I'll mm-hmm. send you three flies. You figure this out. Right. Someone did. I sent it to him, and he went 
I don't know if he went down to the trail or somewhere near there for peacock. Uh-huh. Didn't catch any on it, but they were they were hitting it. Uh-huh. it was, you know, he couldn't make it happen, but it's like And that cre- that created conversation and interaction yeah. and I mean that, that's that's what, it's beautiful. And I think I said somewhere in the comments, you know, I just build community. That's mm-hmm. all. Yeah. Have fun. I've got a ton more notes. Yeah. Um, but I'm also looking. We're about an hour deep right now, so I, I you know, I'm ready for uh, some I, libations. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I'm ready for. Yeah. I'm getting a little bit. Yeah. Cotton mouth, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll take a little little break, and when we come back, we're gonna keep the bullshit going. like that we are back fresh beers everybody's ready to get back into it so uh i've been beating the fuck out of the dead horse i always like to beat on anybody else got any notes of things that they want to talk about i've got i've got a note that i think everybody else has got the note about okay uh our friend and yours, while Drake brought a yeah, new the creation. Nomad 2.0. 2.0. I do have that. Um, I've got uh, the note is New Nomad 2.0, sandbar, fishing and hanging out. We uh, we all got together. Because um, it went two weekends ago now. No, it was, was last, last weekend. It was okay. last weekend. Okay. Last weekend. Yeah. Last weekend. Um, they rolled in on Friday evening, I believe. And, uh, I actually had taken my skiff up and Shannon and I went for a little booze cruise, um, up to the inlet and back. And, uh, when we got back, we met up with, uh, Bree and Wilds Drake and we went out to dinner on Canal, uh, which was nice. Um, the next day, we all got together. You and Jameson, yep. right? Shannon and I, and then Wilds and Bree. And uh, we all launched there on the North Causeway. And it was later in the afternoon when we did it. 
Um, you know, it, funny, I can't really remember the timing, but it, yeah, it must have been two, maybe two or three. Yeah. Yeah, we still had some light yeah. for a while. And yeah. uh, it was that it was the day that where it was like the weather was kind of iffy. Yeah. And uh, we went down and ran back through, kind of back towards Browns Bay, back that direction, found a, a nice sandbar. The tide was coming in and um, got out. We all hung out. We had some Publix fried chicken and some cold beer and just hung out. And you know, to be honest with you, I don't think we, I mean, we all looked at and oohed not a little bit yeah. over the, over the boat, but like everybody hadn't seen each other in so long. We just all like really chit-chatting ended up just and chit-chatting yeah. and hanging out. Yeah, um, absolutely. Then that would have been Saturday. So then Sunday, Wilds and Bree and myself, we all went down and Jameson came with me on mm-hmm. Sunday, and we launched both the skiffs here in the Taylor Park, and we ran down to the middle of the lagoon with the intention of oh, a the launch. launch. Yeah, there was a launch. It was, That's the, right. it was yeah. the ULA launch. Yeah. And the weather was still, like, super iffy, like super low clouds, and we were going to like post up to watch it. And I literally, I was like, you know what? I'm no weatherman, but mm-hmm. this shit's yeah. going to get scrubbed. So we just decided to fish and I checked like insure shit. They're like, we're a go for fucking launch. <laughs> <laughs> but the damn thing, we saw it for like, Maybe a second yeah. and a half, and then disappeared when, behind the yeah, clouds, and it was clear like, enough, yeah, yeah, it was like boom over. But man, it was loud because yeah. it was the uh, it was launching that XB thirty yeah. seven, so it was the uh, Atlas five. Yes, so it was the big booster yeah. plus all yeah. the, like the four strapped onto it. Big and uh, we fished Bree, of course, uh, put on a clinic and uh, caught a redfish. And Wilds caught a redfish, and Jameson and I didn't stay out late enough to get the skunk set photo. But oh. uh, we eventually, we all like got to the point where we're like, okay, it, it started getting really windy, and we're like, all right, it's time to you know call it. So we ran from we fished pretty far south. Um, so we ran all the way back up to JB's. Shannon met us at JB's. We had lunch at JB's. Um, which have I talked about how JB's is set up now? No, uh, no. So they were doing to go for the okay, well, kind of COVID times. Right, but but now that it, now that we're open back up, and now it's even more than what it was opened up when we went. Yeah. Um, they actually took a portion of the parking lot and set up more tables outside because, like, oh, to you, do yeah, to yeah, do every more, others mm-hmm. or whatever, yeah. Which isn't bad right now the, because of all the east winds we've right, been having. Right. And and from what Johan has said, they're actually contemplating like keeping it after it goes back to full capacity because mm-hmm. it'll increase their their seating capacity. Yeah, um, it's awesome. We you know food's still great, beer still cold. Um, we had a good time. Uh, they had a band, uh, a couple bands that were there while we were there. They like switched out in the middle when we were there, but. Uh, 
at the end of the lunch, we all said, okay, let's go ahead and give it a shot to fish, you know, a little bit more. And Brian Wilds caught another damn fish. Um, Jameson and I continued to ride the skunk. <laughs> and uh, then it really started blowing. Yeah. So we, we went back to the ramp. Everybody pulled out. And uh, I said, you know, hey, great, great hanging out with you. You know, glad you guys came in town. Boat looks fucking beautiful. The All the fucking new shit that he's done to the boat, pretty incredible. Um, you know, so off they went. And uh, maybe like three hours later. I was going to say, they stopped somewhere to fish, right? Um, On the way home? No, no. So... Maybe three hours later, I get a text. Hey, what are y'all doing for dinner? We're staying another night. <laughs> oh. mm-hmm. So, because oh, okay. um, he had just finished a new Nomad and delivered it. And it was like, you know, he was just going to take a, a small break because the shop up in, in Drake, they were getting the floors epoxied. And uh, they had to be out of the shop anyway. It couldn't right. work. So that's like he was like, so he had happened to call his brother Jordan. And Jordan was like, I don't know what your all's plans are, but if you're heading back this way. Oh, okay. See, that's mm-hmm. where I thought they, that. They did not finish the uh, floor. So you're just going to come back here. So they decided to, the, um, the night swan is the uh, bed and breakfast they were staying. Mm-hmm. So they asked, hey, is it possible? And they're like, yeah, we got room. So they stayed another night which served up an opportunity for me on Monday morning. The three of us went down and I hopped on the skiff on the new skiff with them. And I got to run the skiff. I got to pull the skiff. I got to fish off the front of the skiff. It is fucking (laughs) nice. And, you know, I've, I've run the old nomad and Mm -hmm. it, it was certainly fucking tits, but the new one, like the, one of the biggest bottom changes that he made is he created more of a running pad or larger running Mm -hmm. pad. Mm -hmm. Um, That thing is rock solid on plane. Like you can take your hand off. I mean, it just runs true and straight. Like you don't even have like hands off the wheel. It just fucking Mm -hmm. whatever heading you have it on, it holds it. And it was sloppy, nasty out. And, you know, the other things that he's done, you know, he did a little bit of different, um, I, I think he, the, the strakes on it are, are a bit different yeah. profile. There's and a lot of bottom, a lot stuff. of bottom stuff yeah. going on. And then of course, no sponsons, no sponsons. Yeah. Um, the thing is super nimble on the push pole turns, no noise from sponsons. Um, the hatches, I was going to say, y'all are yeah. talking all the technical yeah. stuff. But I love those hatches. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I mean, and and you know what's crazy is like, how did it? How is it that it? You know, tip of the cap, Hell's Bay changed the the uh-huh. the whole game with you know skiffs when they built you know the the whip ray back in '98, and 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 they've progressed a little bit. But why did it take till 2020 for somebody to say? Hey, all I've got to do on this gutter system around these hatches 
is make sure that it all slopes and goes, right. you know. Most, some of them go the wrong way. Right. And, and the wh- earlier whip rays with the big hat, the, the uh-huh. two, two hatch boat. Right. And I've put additional Additional drains, drains but he has the one yeah. drain. Yeah. But it's because he's made sure and, and, and everything drains to one point. Right. You know? So the depth of the gutter is different. Goes down. Yeah, it goes, goes down. down, down it goes down, 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 yeah. down, down, down. And then, of course, the uh, magna lock, um, yeah. you know, th- th- that to me, like I geeked out on the most, yeah. is the fact that he figured out, okay, if I put magnets in the hatch lid and then in the yeah. deck mold, yeah. and, you know, we talked about it, it took a lot of, Trial and error, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like getting different magnets of different, and, and you know, who knew this? You know, you you can get magnets that have more magnetic pull yeah, than yeah, others. Power, yeah. 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 And and he had to find exactly the right combination of magnet in both halves. And literally, as you're like lowering that hatch, you feel it like, yeah, and it snaps shut, and you're like, holy shit. So, like, when it comes to opening it, you don't have to twist any locks open or anything. You just yeah. pull up, and it pops open. Fucking brilliant. And I, I think that's the thing I like most about Drake Boatworks is the innovation. Absolutely. Side versus the old, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Right. Just, okay, well. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe change some materials right. that you're building with right. or... Or change your building methodology and go away from, you know, putting it together by hand mm-hmm. to let's, would it be, Carl, you're, you're the glass. Mm-hmm. They do it by components. It's now it's a hull, a liner, and a cap. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So by doing it that way, they're actually adding a lot of extra weight. You add weight in some cases, like mm-hmm. in, but you you miss a lot of the hand finishing and... Right, sanding and you know all that kind of stuff. So, speed wise, for an eighteen foot skiff, he has a seventy four stroke Yamaha on Mm -hmm. it, and it's a over forty skiff, like all day long. Like Mm -hmm. that thing boogies. Yeah, and you know, and and like a similar. 18 waterman or a similar mm-hmm. professional mm-hmm. needs a whole lot more power and still can't get to that speed. Right. So it's like, you know, whatever he's done on the bottom is fucking working. Now, my question, having followed you around the lagoon system, uh-huh. with all his extra weight, you know, the 70, uh-huh. you know, whatever, whatever else is in there. Larry's whip ray can do these things in certain areas. Right. Now with his at 18 more weight. Mm-hmm. Were you were you finding yourself taking, you know, the same path to get to JB's? Yeah, I mean we we weren't running no... we weren't running any like weird back routes like okay. I would, you know, but I will tell you that the time that I spent pulling the skiff mm-hmm. 
that we fished all the same areas that I would normally okay, fish in the whip rate. Yeah. Yeah. And never once did we run out of water. Okay. Um, you know, I went everywhere in that 18 foot skiff that I yeah. could have gone in the whip okay. ray. Yeah, that's what I was. And I've been for. in other 18 foot boats that I couldn't quite mm-hmm. get to where the whip ray could get. Um, running wise, I, I didn't run it anywhere where I could, you know, say, Oh, this, probably doesn't run as shallow as my skiff mm-hmm. um but he does he has a jack plate on it and like when i'm running a new skiff like i like to play around and he's got tilt and trim which i yeah. don't have on my boat so i got up and got on plane was heading across where i wanted to go and i just played around with like i never changed the power setting mm-hmm. but like I started trimming up until I heard the prop start to blow out, and then I brought it right back down, and I picked up three knots or miles an hour, like just trimming it. Mm -hmm. And then I started working around with the jack plate, same thing, start to bring it Mm -hmm. up until I start blowing out and then back down to I know I'm not pick up another three knots or three mile an hour. And I mean the and and even like so. When my skiff is jacked up and running like as jacked up as it can be mm-hmm. without starting to blow out, and I go around a corner, if I don't tab down to get some grip on mm-hmm. the ass end of the boat, my boat will slide. Well, yeah. mm-hmm. His his skiff, you don't have to touch the trim. You don't have to. You don't have to power trim trim a tilt down or do anything with the tabs it will actually just hold it and make a a coordinated turn for the Mm -hmm. lack of a better word around a corner without sliding out which i which i thought Mm -hmm. was pretty pretty freaking cool and the original one was that was one of the kind of crowning achievements i thought yeah is that it was like the i guess it would be handling not so much maneuverability I would say maneuverability would be like the pole, but handling wise yeah. on the power, yeah, with people in it, like going somewhere, it was really, yeah, a lot better. My waterman is like a lot of, well, all of them. There, it's just a lot of work. Okay, so a like, lot of tabs, a lot of trim, a lot of this, a lot of that, mm-hmm. a lot of that, back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, and it's just not that. You know, you can't just kind of. Get it going where you want to go, and it sticks, and it's fine. Well, so I'll say this, like, you know, from a maneuverability standpoint, it's not quite as critical in the lagoon Uh Mm -hmm. compared to, like, if you're running creeks in the low country. Right. And so when I'm running in the low country, or even if I'm, like, in St. Augustine or Jacksonville with my boat, and I'm running a creek system where there's, like, 100%, like, switchbacks and you know i have to be very mindful of as i'm coming into one where i'm positioned in the creek Mm -hmm. like if i know i'm going to do a 180 around this corner a right hand corner i'll drift way out to the left shoreline so that i could start that turn knowing that i'm going to eat up some real estate going sideways where in the nomad 
it's just like stay in the middle of the creek and just make your turn right. and and you stay in the middle of the creek the whole way around and you don't lose speed you don't like I have to come off the throttle yeah. I have to either tab down you kind of feel it yeah absolutely right. absolutely so you know and that's that's the thing is the difference in size between our boats it's impressive that it pulls damn nearly the same it honestly runs better um you know from a maneuverability standpoint and to be as nimble as it is to be two mm-hmm. feet bigger yeah and wider right um i was i was in, yeah. i was impressed yeah yeah, yeah. so, it's a, so it's, it was a true larry test ride oh yeah like, it, uh-huh. there was no baby in there was no no uh, and, and 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 you know i jokingly say to to wilds when when he says yeah you you, you take it are you sure? Right. You know, right. And, yeah. and, and you know, he's like, no, go run it. Yeah. Run it like you, you know, like you would. And with that, I, besides the, the trust and friendship, I believe it's also looking for input. Oh, absolutely. Maybe uh-huh. for, maybe for 3.0. Well, Hey wilds, this was kind of eh, changed this. I, I didn't have any of you that. Know, yeah, this one's kind of hard to. <laughs> yeah, like there, pick there was, apart. yeah, there was yeah. nothing that I could pick apart. Like, yeah. there's nothing that I could say. Well, if I'd have done it, I'd, have, you know, well, number one, I'm not qualified to say anything about how it would change anything about the shape of anything, right? But um, yeah. or the fit and finish or otherwise, because it was just fucking. That boat's really he nailed really it. straight and flat, and the as far as the. Tooling mold and the production. It's not wavy. I mean, it's, everything's really tr- like true and fair. So if you just kind of look at the overall, it wouldn't even be fit and finish. It's just the kind of the finish quality of it. Yeah. You know, the like overall like shapes and so it's stupid. It's like really, there's no wavering. There's, you know what I mean? Like yeah. sometimes you see little here, little there, and it's like you're almost used to seeing it. So you don't really like pick on it. But when you see something that's like really, really, really flat, straight, you're like, yeah. "Oh shit!" Mm-hmm. Like that's different. That's that's something. But yeah, I mean, it, like I said, going back to the innovation, knowing Wilds, we we all know him. He's, he's already told he's me. Already he, he's already told me there's right, there's, uh, there's a couple of things yep. that he would like to do. Right. Yeah. I don't know different, <laughs> but there's like improvements mm-hmm. in right. his mind that like you know. But, 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 you know, the undertaking of creating a new mold and a new plug and stuff like, you right. know, no, it's going to be yeah. the Nomad 2.0 for a while. Right. But like. Absolutely. But he's already in he's already He's already. Of good quality to have. Never yeah. satisfied. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He never settles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, Keep and that's. Uh, yeah. It keeps driving. I wouldn't have had much of a problem with that. With the first one. <laughs> I mean, it, the, the, the handling kind of characteristic stuff. I was like, Wow. <laughs> I mean that was I'd hate to I'd hate to try to change well, I'm, the first version. I'm notoriously critical of 18 foot boats because mm-hmm. cuz my 16 it, it's just uh, the word I use for my skiff it's nimble. Mm-hmm. You know, I I can push it and and do a lot with it very easily it, and I like to say she's she's well rounded. The <laughs> first time I ever fished with or ran any Drake boat, 
was the Nomad, mm-hmm. uh, the original. And I went into it thinking, I'm probably not going to like this boat. It's going to be heavy. You know, it's bigger. And he and I fished Catfish Bay was the first place that we fished. Mm-hmm. And I took the push pole to start. And because he, I don't think he had fished Mosquito Lagoon before. And pushed him into his first fish. And when we're done landing the fish and releasing it, I was like, dude, I'm like, <laughs> like your mm-hmm. fucking 18 foot boat is like pushing like my 16 whip. And I'm like fucking floored. <laughs> like, <laughs> Right. And, and, right. I love and, my skiff. And the but... t- yeah, and the 2.0 <laughs> is just just that much better. And and I say that recognizing that I'm not in the market for mm-hmm. his skiff. Um, you know, I, I it's worth every penny oh, that somebody, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, is willing to pay for it, but you know, I got lucky. I bought my skiff almost 15 years ago mm-hmm. and I'm in a position where, you know, I would not sell it to buy a new skiff because mm-hmm. I, you know, it, it I'm happy with You're what happy, I have. Yeah. I, I'm very happy with what I have. Um, but damn, I, I, would I jump at the opportunity? I was just going to say that. Had, yeah. If you had to if get I one. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, on, on skiff talk, this is where, Mm-hmm. I was looking for Carl's input. Two weeks ago, South Dade Skiffs popped up on Instagram. Yeah. And they, there was no information. It was just, a, you know, it, seven or eight posts yeah. about now they have a website. And it's like so 5,600 for the whole. Is it a... It, um, it's a It's a technical polling skiff. I think uh, it looks it is. looks very spearish. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, Andrew Gilbert's texting me. Yeah. Have you all seen uh, the Scanu? Um, yeah. Has that popped up on y'all's Instagram as well? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So but, and, and I'm I'm like a little bit weirded out right. by the Scanu, only because shit, Carl. What's it been three years Haven't since you one. went to uh, <laughs> IFTD? <laughs> Yeah. Well, the last Orlando one. Yeah. Yeah. No, next to the last Orlando one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. And, yeah. And they had the Scanu there. Like, that was the big thing, the big Scanu yeah. reveal. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it disappeared. And now, like, it, it has popped up on um, Instagram as, like, a promoted post, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kept seeing it. I don't... And I almost, it almost looks like they peeled it off from East Cape. It, yeah, it's like their and, own. Oh yeah, its own. It's its, it's own, own thing. Brand. Yeah, it's yeah. its own branded yeah. thing. But is it a subsidiary of East? Cape? Oh, it's still. Yeah, it's still there. I think. Okay. Yeah. I think it's so still all the same. They're just branding people. it differently. Yeah. I think so it's, it's a it's uh, vinyl vinyl ester. Yeah. Vacuum. But that is a. Oh, what was that called? That's, they, not, they, they, that's they, not a spear design? No, that's a... Um, they just popped up overnight, and I was like, oh. That's uh, what's it called? The de- not the Devil Ray. It's the, the other one. It's not a skate. Yeah. No, it's bigger than a no, skate. No, it's way bigger than a skate. Yeah. 
Because the skate's like 12 foot. This, well, probably. And, and the skate is actually NanoCraft. Yeah. Yes. Well, Na- NanoCraft bought the skate right. mold. And it's only 50 inches wide. It's a long skate. <laughs> That's what it is. Well, it says, you know, it, and it's, th- it's, th- it's three feet wide in the transom. Three feet wide, fifty inches wide at the and deck. It's that's a that's like a weird little skate or a, a double well, here, race. Here's what gets me. And, you know, I'm reading off of the their website here. I think it's twelve thousand dollars out the door, eleven five. Well, with the trailer motor, yeah, yeah. Um, but they said that they spent three years building prototypes. Mm. Okay, right, but you know, it's. I mean, I'm interested to follow along yeah. and, and kind of see, you know, where this is going. Because, like I said, it kind of popped up overnight on the feed. and Right. I was like, what? Yeah, I think I even put it on the group text. I was like, has anybody seen this? That's, huh. yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I was like, all right. Let's, you know. And that looks a lot, lot like that skate. It really does. That's the first time I've seen it. Hmm. See, I look at it and think more more spear. A little bit. So the bottom's different. See how the it doesn't touch the water for a while. Right. Usually they usually come down like the spear uh, okay. right yeah. straight down. <clears throat> Interesting. Looks it good. Is. Yeah. Like yeah. I said it kind of popped up overnight. Yeah. It popped up on my popular page. Yeah. 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 And so like they're all vacuum infused. Yeah, yeah. it's vacuum infused. I mean, I mean, if, you know, I mean, we get questions from time to time, you know, what's an affordable skiff? Yeah. You know, I, these I was, look, right yeah. there. That's I can't believe the to, pricing. To that, yeah. you know, the pricing on it is comparable to a fully loaded Ginu. Right. And, you know, and then I'm sure they have options, you know, whatever the case may be, but it's. But in it's this case, budget. you'd have a real boat. You have right. a re- right, yeah, <laughs> not a canoe. Right. Even though you know, I do like canoes for their intended purpose. <laughs> Rally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's so like the, the NASCAR uh, of the yeah. St. John's River. Yeah. But yeah. So uh, <laughs> to 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 wrap it up. Uh, the Drake Nomad 2.0, two huge thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely, really enjoyed. Really enjoyed seeing Brian Wilds, but even more so, really enjoyed the fact that we got to see the new skiff. <laughs> it's badass. Um, yeah, I still want to fish it again because I got my ass handed yeah, to me. Yeah, you know, I I I kind of chickened out that day because I wasn't sure about the weather. It, it was yeah, you should have come up, man. It was nice. It was getting to the point where I was, you know, watching the radar and all that. Well, you know what? I'm kicking myself, and then I, it kind of rolls it in in the afternoon. It just barely opened up for yeah, us for and like I was like, a few minutes. I wanted, yeah. I wanted to text Larry like, well, hey, well, this is coming on the radar. Well, okay, so <laughs> when I went to pick my skiff up, um, to I had to run down to Oak Hill and grab it. Mm-hmm. It was fucking pouring down rain mm-hmm. in Oak Hill. Like I had to wait for like in between showers. Oh, I waited at the up. ramp. <laughs> I was sitting at the ramp in yeah. the rain for a little bit. And then I then I dro- and like as soon as you like left Edgewater, mm-hmm. just n- no rain. And if you look on the radar, everything was coming and it would wrap it and did. it would hit yeah. Edgewater South. Yep. 
And when the whole time we were out, it was like, yeah. then we got just a little spitter spatter. So, Carl, when you left, you um, you went solo because you'd launched in Edgewater. I launched, yeah. Did it all make man. sense with you once you popped out into the <laughs> ICW? Because I got Carl turned around. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We did like a big old dog leg. And I was like, we, we did. We did a Larry route. Yeah. And like, don't ever. Uh, yeah, both both, both Carl and Wilds are like, yeah, New Smyrna is like right over there. And I'm like, yeah. no, it's like yeah. back over there. And they're like, what, what, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, I like to pride myself on navigation. But I don't get like the, fully turned around like that very there, often. No. Yeah. But then there's Larry navigation, and you're like, holy This was a full due east, due west. <laughs> like, what? Issue. Like, how, how yeah, they were, com- yeah, yeah, you were completely yeah, yeah, yeah. turned, yeah. completely 100% <laughs> turned around. Yeah. That's all right. But the chicken was good, the beer was, was cold, and the fucking company mm-hmm. was yeah. stellar. We had a good time. So, uh, let's see, I know I've got a few things... Oh, real quick, just uh, interject a little bit here. I've I've gotten a couple of DMs from some folks uh, about the film tour uh, submissions. Uh, one, a father-daughter are talking about doing a, a cool... Uh, they've got an idea for a film, and I hope they, they pull the trigger and yes, do it. Yes, please do that. And, um, you know, one of the recurring comments question line of questions that i'm getting is like well yeah i mean we can go out you know we've got a a whatever camera but we're just not really good at editing and i'm like you know this isn't we're not not yeah yeah, we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna hard judge the cinematography now that being said it's got to have a certain level of flow to it right uh it can't be unwatchable but really we're we're looking for take us along, tell us a story, make us feel like holy shit, we want to go out and hang out with these folks. That's right. really the story we're looking for. And uh you know, be confident that it's not hard. It's really not. And the minimum time for the film is three minutes. The maximum time is five minutes. Not eight minutes, not six and a half, not five and a half. Maximum is five. (laughs) And you're out of it. You know, even even at the low side, the three minutes, I would challenge anybody that's like, man, that's not enough time to make a good good film. Start your timer on your phone and stare at it for three minutes. You can you will realize that's a long ass time. Uh You know, and and if you are wondering about, you know, well, how would you edit together a story in three minutes? The average, probably, of Ben's huge fly fisherman episodes are around three minutes. And there's yeah. a ton of information packed mm-hmm. into it, a ton of transitions, you know. So it's not really that hard to have footage and put together a bunch of small pieces to tell one big story. So be confident you can do it. Yeah, I mean and, even if uh, you're using a GoPro, GoPro has their their GoPro apps has and an app, yeah. It's simple, easy to use. I mean, you know. if you have an iPhone, you could film this yeah. entire thing on your iPhone and do right. it in iMovie. Yeah. It's not it's not hard. 
Um, so has anybody else been uh, watching the shit out of like Amazon Prime and uh, YouTube and everything? oh yeah. So there is a documentary on Amazon Prime that I was dying to see. Like, literally, like, couldn't wait for it to happen. May 15th, it was going to premiere. And I was full ready to binge watch it. It was only four episodes, about an hour long each. One afternoon, I was going to kill it. May 15th comes... And I had been seeing it. Like, they had been like, mm-hmm. you know, coming May 15th, coming yep. May 15th, coming May 15th. Hyping it. May 15th comes, and I'm like, I can't find it. Like, it should be out. So then I search. It won't pop up in the search. So I'm like, okay, maybe I wasn't paying attention. Maybe it was on Netflix. So I go to Netflix. I search. Nope, not there. I'm like, what the hell, man? And I start Googling, and I finally figure out it got fucking killed because the show that I'm talking about, the name of it is The Last Narc. If you've watched Narcos Uh, on Netflix, the most recent season of Narcos, Mexico, it was wrapping up what happened after Kiki right. got murdered by the cartel. This documentary is by a guy that's former CIA that uh. basically does an expose and says the CIA actually assisted the cartel and was behind the murder of the DEA agent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and literally, then there's just goes away. It just went away, and like they, like people, like the press is like asked mm-hmm. two or three articles mm-hmm. where they're like, they're saying now Amazon is saying we're not sure when or if this will be premiered. So it's I'm just like, on, holy shit, yeah, on hold for a while. Yeah, just uh, hours that beacon. Have a look. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, damn it, man. Yeah. I knew it was going to yeah. be good. Yeah. But that was, it was going to be four hours of what really happened. Ooh. I hope the fucking God it gets leaked somehow. Yeah. yeah. It, now, it, now that's I'm, the thing. We, you know, we hear those stories with Andrew all the time how, right. you know, stuff has to be, you know, checked Cleared at the highest and, yeah. levels. And, and, you know, I'm sure with that story. I wonder, yeah. I wonder if it has something to do with authenticity. That's why Corona's here. You're hiding it. Right. The fucking former CIA guy, they're like, what are you doing, guy? We gotta watch. We gotta make sure whatever you're doing, we better look at it. Uh Everything's blacked out except Mm -hmm. for Anne, the. Yeah, Yeah, very interesting dialogue. And. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's the best part. The The Area 51 tapes are out, or the, the, the official documents are out. And then it's just a. Yeah. It's just Big black, black marker. Black yeah. <laughs> it's lines and lines of black marker. Perfect. We got to the bottom of it. Um, let me go back to my notes real quick. 
had some wild parties in Volusia County over the last... Oh, yeah, uh, we have. One was last night, and uh, I believe the one in... Was it last weekend? I guess so, last weekend. I think that was, like, national news. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. one in Deland. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure it's just a massive get-together, ton of people. They called it a block party. Block, yeah, block, well, how many blocks? Uh, blocking the road party. Yeah, yeah. Blocking the whole town party. Yeah. Like thousands of people just show up out of nowhere, and it's yeah. just a party. Yeah. So we were talking about it earlier. I'm not sure if there was like a reason. Not a lot of social distancing going on. No. I'm not sure if it was like anybody was standing for anything. If it was just literally a party, kudos to whoever decided to have <laughs> yeah. that party that weekend because that, that was that was, was pretty uh, lit. that worked out yeah it worked out so uh riverside conservancy i saw a little video you put up today yeah, yeah. I, I did and i haven't had a chance to so look at it yet but that's part of Marine Discovery Center somehow, or they're part of that. I or... believe they used Marine Discovery Center's boat, their tour yeah, boat. Yeah, for uh, that was in the video. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. Like, they must have like chartered it to yeah. like you know take a river tour down to their facility. Yeah. Um, if you happen to go to the dinghy derby last year. Uh, one of the prizes that we gave away was a nine weight BVK mm-hmm. fly rod, and that was part of the raffle. Dallas, um, and forgive me, I can't. I, I'm his last name slipping my mind. What he donated to that to to the uh, to the cause to help raise money for Marine Discovery Center. Mm-hmm. He was actually finishing up school. And was that he was an intern at Marine Discovery Center. He is now working for the Riverside Conservancy. They just bought, I guess it's a res a residence on the river, mm-hmm. and they're going to be converting an old the seawall into a living shoreline. And you just have to go and watch the video. Look them up. Riverside Conservancy Org is the Instagram name. They're really doing real boots on the ground, real work in the lagoon for water quality. They're, where are they base based? Like where Edgewater. Okay, yeah, they're, okay they're, yeah. yeah, they're based in Edgewater. So they're one town away. From yeah, they're one town away. Yeah. Um, so Dallas is part of that. Um, they're they're everything that I've seen about them looks phenomenal. And what I find most important to me is when I spend money with them, it's actually to get actionable, real, hands-on, boots-on-the-ground stuff happening. It's not just about awareness. It's about real work. Um, So I posted it on the podcast's Instagram page because they're they're asking for donations right Uh now. And the reason they're asking for the donations right now is everybody that makes a donation. And I mean, it's like, I think it's as little as like 10 bucks up to like a hundred bucks. You know, there's different levels. They have some benefactor that says, whatever you guys raise, I'll match it. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So if, if you happen to listen to our podcast, you got an extra 10 bucks in your pocket, extra 
50 bucks in your pocket, go to their website, consider supporting them because you're actually going to do a two for one, um, donation for every dollar that you donate to Riverside Conservancy, they're going to get two bucks. Uh, you know, so I'm, I'm down for it. We're, we're going to do like the max for our family anyway. And, uh, you know, be, I guess, a member or whatever, a, a contributor, yeah, at, yeah, yeah. whatever the level is. Um, along the same lines with conservation, I haven't been able to stop yet, and it's close enough that I just need to ride my bike down. I saw a sign on Riverside in New Smyrna, pretty much between the Black Dolphin and the Night Swan. Uh-huh. Yellow sign on the side of the road, like over really close to the shoreline. Horseshoe breeding area. Please, huh. you like use yeah, caution yeah. or what? I was like, holy shit! Yeah. So like, I, I I haven't got a hold of Jesse yet from Marine Discovery Center, but apparently it's a area of the yeah. shoreline where there's a big congregation and a breeding area for they like horseshoe crabs. So people yeah. don't mess with them or yeah, exactly. yeah, pull boats up or whatever. Right. Nice. Or you have a daughter that disrupts it and pulls right. them straight out the water. Yeah. She'd be like, they're tied together, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> they're hugging. <laughs> I had baseball on the mind. I was thinking Dallas Cockle. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. That's why I said that. But are we going to have any baseball this summer? No. You don't think it's going to happen? Hmm. No. I talked Sad. to somebody. I don't think they'll do it without crowds and stuff because there's some NASCAR is doing some events. Uh, UFC, has UFC, a Fight Island. Yeah, yeah, and it's like it's the event with no crowd. Yeah, but you know NASCAR can get away with it if you think about it. And I, honestly, I think that MLB is going to be the same. Um, TV is probably bigger than it's the bigger the audience. Crowd, yeah, yeah it's, it's bigger than the in-person crowd. Yeah. Now, is it going to be a little bit weird? Um, I didn't watch the UFC thing in Jacksonville, but I heard Rogan talking about it, where he said it was like kind of like you could startling. Hear, yeah, yeah, you could he, hear like all the noises and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I was talking to a friend of mine that uh, has a pretty good understanding of what is going on in Major League Baseball. Uh-huh. And there's a lot of moving parts, unfortunately, uh, because there's, I guess the stadiums kind of probably have to make money and the sponsors and the this and the that. Well, the big thing is the, there's, there's talk of, you know, the shortened season, like an 81 game season, yada, yada, yada. But Mm -hmm. obviously the owners are saying, Hey, if you're not playing the full season, we can't pay you the full salary. And as a matter of fact, we don't even know if we could like how we could do how? a salary because so, yeah. you know because the revenue is down blah blah blah. So we're up for you guys playing, and this is how we would do it. And we'll just do like uh, a, a 50 50 profit sharing of what <laughs> that's that's that 100 yeah. percent is the question yeah. because in the past in every contract negotiation that the players union has had with MLB they've said 
well, let me back up. The owners are always like, oh, no, 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 we can't do this. We can't do the other. We don't make enough. We don't make enough. We don't make enough. And the players union says, hey, we're on this together. Just show us the numbers. Yeah. Oh, we can't do that. So they're being asked to do this 50-50 profit sharing. Oh, with no numbers. With no yeah. numbers. And I guess 2022, 2023, very soon, they're up for renegotiating like the whole the whole MLB contract yeah. or whatever. And they're like, well, this is a slippery slope, man. We yeah. don't want to, you know, because if we do this, even though it's a COVID thing, you know, they're going to leverage us later and say, well, you did it back then. Yeah. And, and, you know, I've seen points on both sides that seem valid, but like one of the players, and I can't remember who it was, said something along the lines of, well, you know, even if they produce their financial documents, there's a lot of intangibles that they can, where they can hide money. Right. Like, you know, parking revenue and, you know, all this other revenue that like happens around or near the ballpark that they can be like, Oh no, 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 that's not us. Right. But really it is them. So it's in other companies or whatever, you know, whatever. So, so the unfortunate thing is I don't think we're going to get baseball this summer. No, and, and it's not going to be good for baseball in general. It's not. I was really looking forward to the fall and making a trip south when uh-huh. they come to town. Right. If it happened with the rotation. Right. But yeah, just damn, I need baseball. Yeah, same here, man. <laughs> I guess they would. I guess they would, though. I mean, like they could do it. Fall, I mean, they baseball would... started out as a radio sport, you know, like. Yeah. yeah, I don't see why they can do it on the radio. I was listening to another podcast, and they're like, "I mean, you got to watch football, but ra- or baseball is kind of one of those ones you can listen to on the radio, mm-hmm. and it's not that bad. But you still get yeah. to watch it on yeah, TV." Yeah, but yeah. the market, you know, then you know you had guys making fifty dollars a game versus you know now they're making thousands of dollars a game. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. where, well, but you know. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's it gets down to the money. That's what it's oh, that's yeah. what it's yeah. that's what it's got down to, because with as long a season as baseball has, mm-hmm. um, and depending on the market, but like let's take the Miami Marlins Bad as market. <laughs> but this is the perfect example of people are like. Oh man, baseball won't be the same, you know. Like you know, if 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 it's with uh, no fans in the stands, well, by the time this happens, it may be like well, you can have fifty percent or mm-hmm. or twenty five percent or a it's third. Sell half the tickets anyways. Half Bingo! The yeah. Bingo! Yeah. So like, yeah. okay, so the Miami Marlins could continue to sell the number of tickets that have already been selling <laughs> right and then just spread everybody out yeah, yeah. and they're still getting the same revenue mm-hmm. everybody's just as safe sitting in a fucking outdoor environment you know that's something i meant to mention earlier about like a weird silver lining you've been to like diners and stuff that took out half the tables Instead yeah. of like putting yes. a closed sign uh-huh. on it, they take yeah. them out take completely. Them out. Yeah, it's like so much more open and nice. We You're did, not crowded and with strangers and shit. Our little like, local diner yeah. walked in. I'm like, I'm like, man, this is awesome. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't even like smell it. I was anybody's breath. 
hear their stupid conversation. <laughs> right. That's what you I You know, love. they're like, yeah. <laughs> I don't pay attention to the wife while we're I'm listening to everybody else. Go to supper just by yourself so you can yeah. listen to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Try to talk to people's conversations. Right. It's like open and airy, you know. Uh, I just want baseball. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Doesn't matter. So no football. Baseball. I care less about football. Yeah. America's sport. Uh-huh. America's pastime. America's pastime. Sport. Mm-hmm. Plain so, has anybody else put on the, the COVID-15? Oh, yeah. Sitting around? No. Yeah. What? I'd put on just regular 15. So, My average 15. Mark, come on. Like You've heard of the freshman 15? Yeah. So it's the COVID-15. Oh, Nobody's shit. doing anything. We're just sitting around fucking eating, drinking beer. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen more people out like walking. I, mean, I can be honest. I can be honest. I, I, I've been doing more yeah. walking and biking and all that, but I've also probably been doing a lot more happy hour activities, yeah. let's say. Yes. I've had more uh, cheese and... <laughs> Yeah. Meats and yeah. beers I than say, I normally do. Like Carl was saying, you're seeing more people out, whether biking, walking, running, what, whatever yeah. it is, with the family. And usually after dinner, yeah, my family jumps on their bicycles, and you know they're gone till nine o'clock whenever it gets dark. This guy sitting out front, uh-huh. drinking some cold ones, watching the people, waving, right, giving a nice hey. wave. Hey, good, stay good, out of my yard. Good for you. Yeah. Not <laughs> Looking good out there. Good. Keep up that good I'm hustle. The support, I'm the support staff. Right. right. It's nice. To, I mean, it's it's kind of it's nice to see. It's like how we like, how we grew up. Yeah. It People is. are out tours. People are out. Yeah. You know, I saw neighbors that I haven't seen in five years because they never come out of their house. Mm-hmm. Like, Damn. <laughs> Shit, somebody still lives there. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta stop turning that direction when I'm pissing the backyard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh shit, they're alive. Yeah. I didn't know anyone. Sorry. <laughs> My bad. Uh, well, you know we've we've been eating at home a lot more. Mm-hmm. Obviously, right. I mean that's kind of lessened now that things are opening back up, and we've made it a point to get out and you know as soon as we pop like during the complete lockdown when it was takeout only we did typically at minimum one night a week Mm -hmm. we got takeout sometimes twice a week just depends on my schedule and then as soon as it opened back up we like made it a point to like really get out and we did the first five times that we went out we what was we basically tipped the the, oh yeah, the, we've been. Yeah. Oh, I keep hearing about that. That's like a new thing that people are like doing. What is this thing? So, like? so we like yeah. if, if our check, whatever the check was, yeah, we tipped the check. But so it's it's so it means something though. It's like in lieu of not being there the time before because it was closed. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So like, but that, you, I mean, you can lines. only sustain yeah. that for so long. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So we did. It, we we said okay for the first five times we go out, yeah. we're going to tip the check. Yeah. Um, and, and we did, and and and. The cool thing about New Smyrna, it being so small, you've been going to the same places mm-hmm. anyway. So, like, it almost had, like, a cringy, embarrassing factor to it. Because, like, the next time you come back, they're like, oh, my God, <laughs> you did too much. And you're like, no, you know, you guys right. are going through, a t-, you know. But but it, it was nice to be able to mm-hmm. help them turn uh, the corner. Yeah. Um, yeah, we did. 
well, we don't have that many places in Port of St. John. Right. But uh, we have a local pizza eater. Uh-huh. And, it, you know, it was the same thing. You know, you give them the check and they're like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Like, no, you're, you're helping me out right now. Yeah. Let me and it, Yeah, the, the overall value of having these places close and available and good, it's worth it. Oh, I would go to And you realize that after like eight weeks of not <laughs> being able to go yeah. there. Well, what is it they say? Um, you know, you don't you don't know that you love them until they're gone. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. What's yeah. the yeah. Yeah. You don't shit where you eat. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought you were. Well, same. Yeah. Either or. Uh, no, I, I yeah. just think if you love someone, set them free. That's yeah, yeah. not what I'm trying to say. But anyway, <laughs> so um, something that uh, we just got the treat of in the last week, and and I have zero affiliation with this <laughs> other than to say, holy shit, it's good. If you happen to have a sweet tooth, if you happen to like fudge, there is a local guy in Edgewater. It's like, I want to say he's like in his 70s, like an older dude mm-hmm. that literally has like a shack out behind his house. It's not a shack. It's yeah. like, you know, clean and yeah, yeah. orderly or whatever. But it they refer his family refers to it as the sugar shack. <laughs> um, and he, there and getting your fudge. he <laughs> makes he makes fudge, homemade fudge. Yeah. And apparent, uh, not apparently, I've had it. It's fucking delicious. Yeah. Um, it's so good that he actually now sells it on Amazon. Really? Like I live in yeah. New Smyrna, and if we wanted to get fudge from him, you can't go to his house anymore. You have to do it through oh, Amazon because wow. he's so busy now. He has to, like that's the only way oh, to do wow. it. So if you happen to like that kind of thing, and I'm telling you, it's 100 percent worth it. On Amazon, Uncle Butch, Uncle Butch, Uncle Butch's Sugar Shack. Like okay, so I, I've just got a page pulled up here. Uncle Butch's one half pound of chocolate peanut butter fudge. Um. Plain, creamy chocolate, fudge, chocolate pecan. He has one that tastes like apple pie. Oh, yeah. Look, you don't it, even have to finish typing butches. You just put Uncle Butt in it. Just Uncle Butt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Uncle Butt. <And> <laughs> <laughs> one and pound he's got, for he's, 17 bucks. He's got key lime. Oh. So, anyway... That's my pro tip of the episode. Mm-hmm. I have no affiliation mm-hmm. to this guy other than he lives in the city next to us. It, it's worth it. If if you like that kind of stuff, go for it. And DM me. Oh, Let cool. me know if I steered you right or wrong. <laughs> Uncle Bush. If you didn't like it, I'll give you my address and I'll clean up whatever's left. Right. Yeah. Send, send the leftovers. That's right. I mean, you're only paying 77 cents an ounce. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't I mean, as far as fudge. I, yeah, I don't know what I don't know what like fudge usually goes for, yeah, but it's the average. It, it sounds fair, and, yeah. You know, it's it all <laughs> based off of Amazon. It's fr- free shipping if you have Prime, I guess. It's the fudge, book. but it'll arrive. So here's my next 
June 1st and June 4th. <laughs> Trillion dollar idea. Why is everywhere, like retail and stores and, well, you know, whatever, why is everywhere not like an Amazon fulfillment center? Like, why do they have a warehouse? Why can't it just go both ways? So retail stores just stay open. Right. And they sell Amazon on the back and it's a retail in the front. I'm not following you. Yeah, I mean, what? Why do? would you have to have an Amazon warehouse for Amazon to work? Because of the volume. The volume and the multi- but, multiple sellers versus, you know. Yeah, but like multiple Walmart. sellers can all be in their own store. But you also stuff. have if Amazon's like, they're, they know when their packages are going out. If you got that one branch of people doing it and they're doing a shitty job, it reflects on Amazon, is what I would think. You know what I'm Yeah, saying? potentially. Yeah. Like somebody's not sending out their packages right. Right. Amazon can't crack the whip. Well, like every it's not in their warehouse. fly shop, like if you order a reel off Amazon, it just comes out of the back of a fly shop close to you. Oh, I get what you're saying. Uh, well, uh, instead of a warehouse okay. somewhere, so yeah. you don't cut them out. They're included. Well, Amazon okay. gets a fee for selling it. But, well, that's uh, eBay. Well, hold on. So yeah. So the, I think the reason and the way he's doing it is Amazon gives him mm-hmm. the exposure and the infrastructure to handle the ordering process. Right. So like you he know, ships it out of there though. No, he ships it out of his place in Edgewater. Yeah. 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 So, but so like somebody in, you know, Doggy Daddy mm-hmm. who should be ordering some of this because it's <laughs> like fucking delicious. You're gonna thank me. He's not gonna He's not going to find Uncle Butch's fudge factory um, all the way up in Wisconsin if it's just if Some Uncle website. Butch just has his yeah. own little website. That's true. But the fact yeah. that he's on Amazon, yeah, it, uh, it broadens so. like his reach, right? Right. Yeah. So when somebody punches that they're going to order it from him, he gets an email, I would suppose, that mm-hmm. says, you know. Send this. Mike right. Johnson wants three pounds, and it's one pound of this, one yeah. pound of this, and one pound of the other. And boom, he prints the yeah. ticket, and he knows this is what goes out tomorrow. Because, I, I mean, the idea that he would make it, send it to a warehouse, and then it would go back out again, yeah, that, that right. would, like, increase the cost of all the shipping and stuff. Right. Yeah. That's what That's what yeah. I'm thinking. It's like when you see... You, I don't know how. Well, it won't work in the it work. won't work in the fly realm for the most part, because at least with what we all would call the premium brands, mm-hmm. require you to have a brick and mortar store, right? In order mm-hmm. to be their dealer. Yeah. So can you not buy a Tibor reel from Amazon? Or I don't think you, I don't up? think you would be able to find one. Hmm. Um. But it would, you know what I mean? It would Or save. if you could, it'll say fulfilled by, and right. it would be the fly shop. Right. But I don't think. Like you're not buying it from, from Amazon. But see, yeah. here's the thing. They have their MSRP. So see? are there, are there on there? Who's it say? Like, yeah. It'll probably be like yeah, uh, like Kingfisher. Yeah. Well, it'll go through Tap on it and shop. see who it, who it goes through. Because you shouldn't be able to save any money by getting it through Amazon. No, I don't think so. From real fly rod, so just some company. Just some, yeah. (laughs) Some guy who bought a bunch of keyboards and was selling them. Yeah, so that's okay. That's my my 
Amazon augmentation, Carl's next trillion dollar idea. See, there's going to be somebody that owns a fly shop that's going to listen to our episode and it's going to be like, the fuck? I carry Tibor in my shop and I'm competing with Amazon? Please do, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I'd at least list them, you know what I mean? And. Because you can be a seller on Amazon. They can be a seller. Right. Anybody yeah, can yeah. be a seller on yeah. Amazon. But what I'm getting at is, so it's six ninety five, right? Was that for Neverglades? What was that yeah, for? Yeah, there's seven That's probably, different people that sell it on here. Too. Is it all the same price? Um, just, a, I mean. I think there's, there'll be like used ones. Seven twenty six. Some will be free shipping, not free shipping. Yeah. The, the biggest game is, uh, includes a free fly line. That's mm-hmm. how you get. That's how you get your eighty bucks off. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So this one comes with a free sixty dollars gift card. <laughs> so rude. That's that's really blatant. Which which so you, where can you use it to buy uh, more shit from? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's really not sixty dollars off yeah. to get the value out of it. You still have to spend it, and it's more expensive than the other one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for seven twenty six, you can get this uh, Tibor Riptide, and then. And they'll just send you a hundred dollar. This one's seven twenty six, and you don't get sixty dollars back. <laughs> yeah. So definitely do some shopping around before you buy one off of there. Right. I mean, I know people do a lot of like internet business, but it's like I just feel like that could really, I don't know, save a lot of smaller shops and stuff, mm-hmm. and like kind of keep it local while still using the good parts of. You know, yeah. internet shopping and Amazon and all that, and their delivery system, marketing system, whatever. So we could, as consumers, do well, mm-hmm. and shops still, you know, still do does. what they do, right? But then you have certain shops that have a dedicated website to order off of already. Yeah. So you don't need that that middleman warehouse. Yeah, because you know Amazon's taking a cut. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. There'll so, be a listing fee or a selling fee or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's got to be some kind yeah. of... Amazon's got to make theirs. Yeah. So it's like... Hmm. Amazon. <laughs> Which gets me back to if if I were, an, if I were a Tibor retailer mm-hmm. and I saw all it says is fly rod guy, I'd be calling Tibor tomorrow morning... I mean, like, Same. hey, this guy will send a hey, reel to yeah, my yeah. neighbor. Who, who you obviously know because he's getting them from you. Who's who is this? Like, right. well, why am I competing against right. this, this guy, guy that had, that doesn't have to pay rent, that doesn't right. have employees, and he can sell it for cheaper where they're going to buy it more. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. Like, how's that fair? And he'll send you that's sixty bucks, and then they'll say, "Well, yeah, the fair is in February." Mm-hmm. Make sure you pet the cows. You know, it's not the bull. You create an LLC Uh out of your garage. Uh Send it. Example: Tibor Scott. Hey, I'm a brick and mortar business. Here's my address. Uh And you just what they're doing, stocking the shit in their garage. And like you said, they get the email. Oh, Larry bought. You know, a rip. It's possible. Yeah. Could be. There's an ask for every seat. Yeah. Online flash shop. Uh-huh. <coughs> well, anybody else no. got uh, anything they want to kick around? I'm going to go back through my 
Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I just hit highlight with the fudge. People are gonna be, <coughs> I know. people are gonna be flooding my DMs with all the thank yous mm-hmm. like middle of next week. Oh yeah, I see. I already found one for my tummy hurts. Your fudge was too rich. Three cents an ounce, <laughs> dude. Peanut You're butter for, fudge. That's oh, oh my gosh! That's oh my bargain gosh, basement oh gosh. shit, man. So, <laughs> my last note on here is boat ramp. Oh yeah. So shit. so. That's been the greatest dude. Part so of yesterday, <laughs> Shannon and I were like, "Hey, let's let's hop on the bikes. We'll go up to Pan Heads, have a couple of beers, have a couple of appetizers. You know, do happy hour out." So we did, and as we're leaving, I was like, "Let's pedal over to the to the boat ramp." Shannon was like, eh, "It's <laughs> it, it's." Uh, and I was like, no, "Trust me, trust me. It's worth the fucking ride over there. It's not that hot out. Let's go." She's like, all right, we'll go for a few minutes. We ended up there for like two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Holy fucking <laughs> shit. And it, I mean, this ain't no secret. I'm not like, you know, this isn't like breaking news. But man, if you want some good quality, free, organic, wholesome entertainment. Oh, actually not quite wholesome. It's pretty unfamily friendly at points. <laughs> I mean, there's some rated R language going on. Leave the children at home. Oh my God, <laughs> man. The boat ramp on the North Causeway in New Smyrna on one of these busy weekends like this is absolute comedy gold. It was so much fun. So, well, with any luck, they're they're working their way through like I think every boat ramp here. <laughs> Granada, uh-huh. LPGA, they're working down the river. They'll do what's that really nasty weird one? Sea breeze. Oh yeah. In Daytona. Uh-huh. Under the bridge. They'll do that one at some point probably. Edgewater's under construction right now. They'll work their way through and it'll alleviate a little bit of that. Yeah. Even on the big weekends. Yeah. Cuz nobody really uses like these Small to like mid-sized ones. They just all flocked to that one. I, it was insane. I, I was other. I was walking Cabo this morning, and I left the front of the house. As soon as I got to Washington Street, like I'm like, holy shit! There's like traffic backed up. I hang my left. I'm headed up the causeway. There's like only like two cars even get through the light mm-hmm. because it's not because there's only room it's for two stop. cars to go, yeah. you know? And so I would guess I'm probably, what do you think? Mile from the ramp. Am I Maybe. that far from the ramp? That, that, that'd be a stretch. Yeah. But you I mean, start seeing parking for it way closer. Than oh that. my God. It was just like unbelievable. Like nobody was moving. And I, I walked all the way to the boat ramp. Cabo took a swim and I walked all the way back, and every one of the cars and boat and trailer combos mm. that I had walked past getting there were still within 30 feet of where I'd seen them a half hour before. And they're the, all just lined up. The waiting. reasonably funny part about it is that's not the big causeway to go to the beach, but that's the if-you-know-you-know you know causeway. So it's... The boat ramp and people that don't want to take the big bridge. Right, right, They right, try right. to sneak around uh, that way. Take, oh, and yeah. Get and, hammered and there was in. a whole bunch of people yeah, yeah. stuck in it. Yeah. 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 yeah like, <laughs> like big, like 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't go to the North Causeway on a yeah, holiday yeah, weekend yeah. to go to the beach. Right. Uh, yeah, so that's it. I, we're going to cook some food tomorrow. Yeah. Yep. We, we uh, together, we, hang out. We did a, a really light night on the Traeger here in the Taylor Park tonight. But uh, tomorrow, uh, planning on pork butt on the on the Traeger up at the house in New Smyrna. Um, everybody's coming over. It's uh, Memorial Day, and just everybody, you know, remember that Memorial Day is actually kind of a somber occasion. It's uh, when we're remembering the sacrifices that our members of the military, all the way back to the revolution, made to secure the freedoms that we enjoy and uh, have a grateful Memorial Day. And that's going to be it for episode 47. We will catch you in a couple of weeks on the next one. My mama's sitting there Looks like I only got a one-way ticket over here I sure wish I could give you one more kiss And war was just a game we played when we were kids Well, I'm laying down my gun I'm hanging up my boots I'm up here with God and we're both watching over you. So lay me down in that open field out on the edge of town. And know my soul is where my mama If you're reading this, I'm already home. If you're reading this, halfway around the world, I won't be there to see the birth of our little girl. I hope she looks like you. I hope she fights like me. Stands up for the innocent and the weak. I'm laying down my gun, hanging up my boots. Tell dad I don't regret that I followed in his shoes. So lay me down in that open field out. I'm already home If you're reading this There's gonna come a day 
You'll move on and find someone else And that's okay Just remember this I'm in a better place Where soldiers live in peace And angels sing amazing grace So lay me down In that open field out on the edge of town And oh my soul It's where my mama always prayed that it would go if you're reading this, if you're reading 